Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank Free Game Show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Tim Ebert, and tonight we've got Wayne County Athletic League football for you from Apple Creek, Ohio, where the Waynedale Golden Bears will be playing their final regular season game of the season, taking on the Norwayne Bobcats. The Bobcats come into tonight's ball game as the winners of the Wayne County Athletic League. The worst they can do is a tie, but they win the tiebreaker over Northwestern. So for the second straight year, they will be the conference champions. They are 6-0 and in the conference heading into tonight's ballgame, 8-1 and overall. The only blemish on their record this year was the loss in week number two to the Orville Red Riders. Meanwhile, Waynedale, well, two weeks ago when they were at home, and playing Rittman, they picked up their first victory of the year, 39 to 33. They are one and eight on the year and one and five in conference action this season. Well, Tim, coming off of the loss last week to Smithville by the final of 61 to nothing, and this being senior night for the five seniors on the Waynedale Golden Bear football team, it's kind of a nostalgic night. And they have got a tough opponent to face here this evening. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave, we may be ending with the uh, most talented team we faced all year long. So, uh, uh, but boy, it is good to be home. The weather is a whole <laughs> lot better. Uh, I don't see any standing water on the field this evening. So, uh, you know, you're right. There's just, just a special feel coming into senior night, um, regardless of what your record may be. Um, ending it here at home, uh, um, Looks like a good crowd where we're going to have tonight. Has to be uh, special for those five seniors. It should be. Now, Norwayne is coming in off of a win over Rittman, 59 to nothing last week. Unfortunately for the Bobcats, these last two weeks in the season are against Rittman and Waynedale, and there's a, not a whole heck of a lot of points that they are going to accumulate in the region in the last two weeks. No, I, would, I think we'll talk about this later, but we're looking over the computer points, uh, Norway can uh, dominate here the last two weeks and actually go down in the computer standings, and that, that kind of um, stinks for them because they, they have been playing real well, and uh, um, unfortunately they're just not going to accumulate too many points from either Rittman or us. And you want to talk about a dynasty that the Norwayne Bobcats have become over the last 10 years. They're looking for their third 7-0 and conference season in the last seven years. They've won 41 of their last 48 Wayne County Athletic League games. They are looking for back-to-back 7-0 and league seasons, and that feat has been accomplished just six times previous, with the last team being the 1997-98 Waynedale Golden Bears team, and Matt Zerker was on that team, and they were coached by Bill Cedar. That is a long time ago, but this Norwayne Bobcats team, Tim, during the 80s and in the early 90s, they were a team that were the doormats of the Wayne County Athletic League, along with the Rittman squads, and of course Smithville was right up there at that point in time. They were the dominant team, but now Norwayne has come out. They've won a state title. They've won the league championship the last two years. They are the dynasty this now. Absolutely. Um, just trying to think back, I couldn't even remember uh, the last time that we had a bad Norwayne team, so I'm glad you went back and figured out when they were bad, because it seems like they've been... Just dominant for a real long time. And the thing about it is with Norway, you cannot just say that 
it's because of one coach because they've done it with Kevin Maltrich, they've done it with Joe Harbor, who's now over at Canal Fulton Northwest, and now they're doing with that with Adam Endorf, who is in his third year as head coach of the Bobcats. So it's not the coaching, although they do have a majority of their assistant coaches that have stuck around for that long, but it's been a trio of head coaches that they've really rebuilt this program. And uh, the athletes that they can throw out on the field, Dave, is quite impressive. Uh, um, you know, you can just tell their guys have bought into off off-season conditioning and you know, they're huge. They're big on both sides of the ball, and they've got tremendous athletes on the outside at the receiver position. Last year, these two teams met in the first conference game of the season. That was on September 18th, 2015, and it was an 18-point come-from-behind victory for the Bobcats over in Creston, 47-41. to It really set the tone for the Bobcats throughout the rest of the Wayne County Athletic League schedule. The Bears as we said, had an 18-point halftime lead, and then the Bobcats came back. And since 2004, Norwayne has won seven of the 12 meetings. All-time, Waynedale has won 44, Norwayne 16, and there has been one tie. Well, of course, as we said tonight, is senior night. We'll be joining Eric Reby, the PA announcer, with all the senior night activities. We'll talk with head coach Matt Zerker, go over the schedule for tonight, and the ramifications that it will have on the region as far as Division 5 and 6 playoffs go. We'll do all that when Tim and I return on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank. National Association, member FDIC, PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Waynedale High School, minutes before tonight's ball game between Norwayne and Waynedale here in Apple Creek. Well, the volleyball team lost on Tuesday night to Triway in the sectional finals in four sets, and that ended up their season. They ended up the with a record of 18-6 and six on the year. And we want to wish congratulations to Jody Schilling and the rest of the Waynedale girls volleyball team for their successful season, winning the Wayne County Athletic League in a tie with Dalton this season. Tomorrow in college football action, Kenyon is going to play at Worcester. That'll be at 1 o'clock. Ashland is 7-1. and one. They're at Michigan Tech. That begins at 1 o'clock also. And the Ohio State Buckeyes coming off of their loss to the Nittany Lions of Penn State last week. They'll be playing at home tomorrow, and that will be against Northwestern. That game will kick off at 3.30. But as far as high school football is concerned, last week in the Wayne County Athletic League, Northwestern defeated Chippewa 34-10, Dalton over Hillsdale 21-19, and it was Norway shutting out Rittman 59 to nothing. So as you take a look at what is going on in the Wayne County Athletic League standings as far as this week is concerned. As we said, 
Norway has won the league t- title. They are 6-0. and Now, they could lose here tonight, and Northwestern could win, but Norway would still win the title, even though they'd be tied with Northwestern because they beat Northwestern in head-to-head competition. Dalton is third. Then comes Smithville and Hillsdale. Tied for fourth, Chippewa fifth at two and four, Waynedale at one and five and sixth, and Ritman is zero oh and six, and they are in the seventh position in the pack. Indian Valley last week defeated Triway twenty-one to nothing. It was Orville over Tusky Valley twenty-five twenty-one, and Manchester over Tuslaw thirteen to seven. So in the pack, Manchester is leading it with a six and zero oh mark. Then comes Indian Valley at four and two, and then a cluster for number three: Triway, Orville, Fairless, and Tuslaw. All tied up at three and three. Tusky Valley and CVCA are one and five. And finally in the OCC, Lexington leads it with a five and oh mark. Then comes Ashland at four and one. Worcester four and two. Mansfield Senior three and two. West Holmes and Clear Fork are at one and four. And Madison is at oh and six. So, here's the way that the Region 18 Division 5 playoffs shape up right now. Norway is number one. They are eight and one. Now, Fantastic 50's website is saying, Tim, that they are probably going to drop to third with a win tonight. And that's what we were talking about earlier. The Bears just don't bring many points with them. No, and you've got the number two and three teams uh, playing teams that obviously have won a whole lot more than Rittman and Wayndale have. And um, that, like you said, fan- Fantastic 50 predicts that uh, they will jump ahead of Norway after receiving more points. Now, Eastwood is at number two. Then comes Northwestern. They are at number three at eight and one. Now, Fantastic 50 predicts that they're going to drop to number five and have to go on the road for the first round of the playoffs. That's because they're playing at Dalton tonight. Now, that should be a very entertaining game. Another game that's going to be entertaining in the Wayne County Athletic League, Tim, is Hillsdale at Smithville because it appears that one of those two teams is going to be knocked out of the playoffs. The winner will probably make it. The loser's out. Yeah, both those games, Dave, really are really important for those teams. Like, Dalton needs to win tonight. They're currently in the number eight position, so if they lose to Northwestern, um, you know, they're going to drop down, and you've got Hillsdale and Smithville right behind them. And so, yeah, those three teams got to take care of business. Um, the reality of it is is one of those three probably is not going to make it. <laughs> now, the bad news is Worcester is at 7-2. and two. They are number nine in Division Two, Region 7. They're not going to make it. They're the loss to Ashland earlier in the season. They're not going to make it. Fantastic 50 says they can get in. Only 11% chance getting in with a win. And tonight, because of the fact that the OCC has changed so much and Orville moved to the pack, normally the Orville game would be played tonight against Worcester. But because they had to move that to week number one, Worcester had to pick up another game, and they're playing Thomas Worthington, and Thomas Worthington just doesn't bring many points to the table either. Yeah, and, and it looks like uh, Worcester could finish 8-2, and two, which is a great season, and not make the playoffs. Orville, they're playing a triway tonight. Both those teams out of the playoffs, and Fairless will be at Tusla independently. Loudonville is playing at Shelby this evening. The Norwayne Bobcats, they're 8-1. and one. They're 6-0 and oh in the Wayne County Athletic League. They finished up 5-0 and oh this year. In at home, and they are three and one on the road. Last year they were nine and two, as we said, seven and zero oh in conference play. They won last week over Ritman, fifty-nine to nothing. Adam Endorf in his third year as head coach of the Bobcats, twenty-three wins in his career against just seven defeats. They have won fifteen straight 
Wayne County Athletic League games. They have not lost a conference game since October 17th of 2014, and that was at Hillsdale. That is an awfully long time. That is a long streak. Um, that's uh, We've used the word already. That's dominant, Dave. That's dominant. Since the 2010 season, Norway has won 41 of 48 conference games. They're looking for back-to-back 7-0 and league seasons, and this would be their third undefeated conference season in seven years. They like to run the ball. They Last week they scored 59 points. Gosser had three rushing touchdowns. Weston Garman added two last week. Third-year starting quarterback Elmer Zollinger threw three touchdown passes to Nate Wyman, Brevin Harris, and Zach Steiner. Now, the interesting thing, and we'll get into this more during the game, Brevin Harris had verbally committed to Purdue, but that is before Purdue fired their head coach. Now, Brevin Harris, you know, when you bring in a new coach, they like to bring in their new recruits. So the chances of Brevin Harris going to Purdue are probably slim and none now, so he's going to have to start relooking to where it is that he wants to go. Now, they may have the best offensive line. I'm not going to say may. They probably have got the best offensive line in the conference, Tim. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Dave, we've gone up against many a team that uh, uh, we knew they were going to run, uh, and we've had a lot of trouble stopping the run, even though they know we knew they were going to do it. And it doesn't get any easier when you go against the best offensive line. No, it doesn't. The Bears, I should say the Bobcats come in averaging 37.3 points a game offensively, defensively. They're giving up 13.5 points a game. That's a differential of almost 24 points a game. We'll be back to talk with head coach Matt Zerker and have senior night festivities when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, the Bears come into tonight's game with a record of 1-8. and eight. They are 1-5 and five in the Wayne County Athletic League under head coach Matt Zerker in his 11th year. 58 wins against 56 career defeats. They're 1-3 and three here at home this year. And the Bears, well, what's their attitude going to be tonight coming off of that 61 to nothing shellacking that they took to Smithville last week? And, of course, it is senior night, the last time these seniors are going to play on this field in their career. We talked with head coach Matt Zerker about that earlier this week. Matt, it's senior night. Of course, you've got the seniors that are going to be saying goodbye to Waynedale High School. Talk about the seniors this year and just what they've meant to the program throughout the years that they've been playing. Yeah, you know, it's a small group uh, this year with just the four of them that have stuck it out for all four years. And, um, you know, give those guys a lot of credit because a lot of uh, their classmates have, have disappeared. And um, It was a small group to start with. I think their freshman year they had seven. Um, a couple of those kids have since moved out of the district and um, you know, are no longer with us. But those guys, you know, were troopers, um, stuck with it for four years, and it's getting kind of some of the good. And um, obviously this year a little bit of the bad. So, um you know, they put in their time. Uh, they've continued to play. Unfortunately, you know, we lost Colton and Kyle in the middle of the year to injuries. Um, you know, hopefully they can heal up fast and get back to be able to participate in the winter and spring sports. Um, and, you know, even Zim and Zim and uh, Cole have dealt with things. Cole's played with a broken hand since week one, um, clubbed up, and uh, Zim has a shoulder 
injury that may require some surgery after the season's over, um, after some evaluation. So those guys have battled. Um, you know, they've pushed through and they've given us everything they've had. Matt, talk about some of the players that you're going to be looking to, especially uh, the underclassmen that you're going to be looking forward to for the next few years to start to lead this program. Well, when you take the four names that we just talked about, and you know, two of them really haven't been with us for the second half of the season. Um, you know, they missed a game a week ago, and so there's been times where we've had one or even no seniors on the field. So just about everybody else, we're looking forward to having come back. Um, you know, you can't replace experience, and we've had about 20 of those kids get opportunities to play a lot on Friday night. So um, it's exciting to, to think about that in the future, but uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, obviously it starts with your juniors who will be seniors, and guys like um, Ben Farrar and Ty Straits and um, Logan Stanley and that group um, putting in the time and uh, showing leadership in the off season to you know get this thing flipped back around in the right direction. What improvement have you seen out of this team from week one to now that you can you can talk about and, and just that you've seen on the field? Oh, every individual's been different, um, you know, and shown growth in certain areas. Um, you know, some of the kids have had to learn how to battle through, you know, not being 100% um, with injuries, things like that. That's not easy to do, especially when you've never dealt with an injury before. Um, some of these kids have learned how to compete at a higher level um, than they've ever competed at. And uh, others have shown growth and leadership. You know, Ben Farrar really sticks out that way. It's somebody who's, um, you know, gone 100% and played hard all the time. He's been a, a positive vocal leader for us, um, and that's an area that he's grown into. He was not comfortable doing that at the beginning of the year, but it's a role that he's, you know, grown into and will um, be an important part as we move forward into the future. Well, now you've got Norway coming in tonight. Of course, they've got a lot of records that they're looking to achieve in this last game. They've got the playoffs to look forward to. But this Norway team over the last, I'm going to say 10 years, Matt, has really become a dynasty in the Wayne County Athletic League. They were at rock bottom. Now, over the last 10 years, like I said, they've become a dynasty. What changed for that school? What What happened where the light suddenly went on and they became what they are now? Uh, it's probably, you know, from the outside, it's hard to state all the, the factors on the inside that made things like that happen, but um, they've had a little bit of, uh, you know, stability in the program. You know, Coach Maltrich was there for, um, you know, eight, ten years. Uh, obviously, he was replaced by um, Joe Harbor, and now his staff, uh, when Joe stepped down, has basically stayed intact with Adam Indorf stepping up and taking over. So there's been a lot of stability that way within the program. Um, and they just had tremendous athletes, and obviously they've, they've had the work ethic to go along with it. And you look at it, um, you know, I think they've had eight to ten kids play college football over the last six, eight years. Uh, that might be a number that's greater than um, almost all the league teams put together um, over the last decade. So they've had a lot of ability. Uh, they've worked very hard. The coaching staff puts them in good positions. And, um, you know, obviously the success is bred success over there, and those guys don't want to let each other down year after year. And it's showed over the last decade. Matt, their quarterback, Elmer Zollander, I mean, two years ago he started part-time. They sort of rotated him as a sophomore last year, his first year as a full-time quarterback. But I know a couple of years ago, Matt, he was strictly a running quarterback. He was very inaccurate in his throws. How has he improved over the last couple of years? Just that experience and decision-making. Obviously, the execution in the passing game has improved and, um, you know, part of that starts because 
they have a good running game. They have a solid line up front, and um, he's got some nice targets to throw to on the perimeter. Uh, it's not too often, especially at our level. You have a kid six seven uh, and a kid six five um, on the perimeter to throw to, and so he has that luxury with a couple of inside slot guys that are very talented as well. And um, you know, he's definitely put in time to get better and uh, is executing their offense at a high efficiency. You know, one of the things, though, Matt, as you said off tape, was that they got their running game going. That has really been a key for them over the second half of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, it really seems to be. You know, their offensive line was kind of young at the beginning, even though it was, you know, pretty talented. Um, they were young and inexperienced. I think they've, you know, gained traction. Um, and obviously they've gotten, uh, especially Gosser seems to kind of stepped into that, uh, you know, first string tailback role. And I'm watching him on film. He's definitely been running like a horse over the last, uh, four or five games and, um, kind of reminds you of some of the guys of the past. He's not as explosive maybe as, uh, um, Jeremy Miller was last year, but uh, definitely is a physical running back who runs behind his pads a lot like the Zimmerleys did four or five years ago. Well, good luck tonight, Matt. We'll talk to you after the game. Thank you, Dave. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC, PNC Bank. Back at Waynedale High School, we're about 11 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Norwayne and Waynedale. Logan Stanley, who hurt his neck last week, he will be back in the lineup tonight, and he will start at running back here this evening. And Tim, that is a big addition to the Bears' offense to have him back. Yeah, there was a noticeable difference last week, Dave, when he went out. Uh, I think you and I both commented we really didn't see him leave the game in the second quarter last week, but uh, we ended up uh, really struggling to move the ball once he left the game. Now let's join Eric Reby, our public address announcer tonight, with tonight's festivities of senior night here at Waynedale High School. And perform to represent Waynedale High School. Their parents have supported their efforts in various ways through time commitments, financial sacrifice, and emotional support. Please join the athletic staff of Waynedale High School in honoring the efforts of these fine young people and their parents. First, we have our senior band members. Talon Brooks, son of Tammy McKinley and Eric Brooks. Rory Chaback. Son of Matthew and Kristen Chaback. Rory is also a member of the cross country team. Brianna Chenevay, daughter of Ken and Val Chenevay. Christina Currens, daughter of Bellin Currens and the late Ben Currens. Christina is also escorted by her brother, Kirk Brenner. Sarah Harder, daughter of Michael and Carrie Harder.
Shay Hopkins, daughter of Kevin Hopkins. Tara Koski, daughter of Kelly Koski. Derek Miller, son of Dale and Vanessa Miller. Kyle Miller, son of Reuben and Dorothy Miller. Abigail Rossiter, daughter of James and Missy Rossiter. Haley and Sadie Schlegel, daughters of Steve and Dolores Schlegel. Brady Troyer, son of David and Betty Troyer. Dylan Troyer, son of Kevin and Carolyn Troyer. Grant Yoder, son of Galen and Carlene Yoder. Tasha Yoder. Daughter of Marlon and Victoria Yoder. Now our senior cheerleaders, Elena Farney, daughter of Bruce and Darla Farney. Jennifer Lyons. Daughter of Jeremy and Joy Lyons. Deborah Wellman. Daughter of David and Don William Wellman and her brother David Jr. Now our cross country team member. Philip Wyatt, son of Eric and Allison Wyatt. <laughs> Golf team members, Trace Gray, son of Eric and Allison Gray. Brianna Potts, daughter of Brian and Marsha Potts. Brianna is also a member of the band. Now our senior football members. Cole Geyser, son of Joe and Shelly Geyser.
Kyle Ice, son of Steve Ice and Jenny Ice. Colton Purdy, son of Jay Purdy and Stephanie Ennis. Matthew Zimmerly, son of Craig and Shannon Zimmerly. Let's give these seniors a nice round of applause for all of their efforts over the last four years and the support of their parents. Congratulations and good luck. Our thanks to Eric Reby, who is subbing for Jimmy Miller tonight as the public address announcer here at Wayndale High School on senior night. The keys for tonight's game for Norwayne, they're going to try to fine-tune for the playoffs, and they don't want to give away this game because they don't want to put a blemish on their Wayne County Athletic League record. As far as the Bears are concerned, they need to play hard and not like they did the last game and stop the run here this evening. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tim Ebert and I will be back with the kickoff of tonight's game between Norwayne and Waynedale. We'll be right back on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dribbles left of the lane, puts it up on the run, won't go, and he's fouled. With football ending, basketball comes to the forefront. This season, UltimateSportsTalk.com continues coverage of Waynedale girls and boys basketball with every game of the regular season and tournament. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join me Friday, November 25th for the first game of the girls' season at Tuslaw. Then the following week, the boys open under new head coach Kevin Stacy at Mapleton with the Mounties. Every Waynedale basketball game this season starts November 25th on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by... The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg. Murphy's Promotions. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Shout Brothers Farms. Miller Custom Exteriors. Troyer Signs. Dutch Quality Stone. 
Zeb's Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening once again, everyone, from Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and tonight we've got the Waynedale Golden Bears playing their final game of the 2016 season against the Norway Bobcats. The Bobcats going for their second straight Wayne County Athletic League undefeated season, and they are 8-1 and entering tonight's ballgame, 6-0 and in conference play. They've already wrapped up the league championship, and they're looking to finish number one in their region as they head into the playoffs next week. Waynedale, on the other hand, it is senior night. They're looking to end the season on an up note, and it would be an up note if they were managed to pull this one off. Waynedale, one and eight on the year. They're one and five in conference play. Tim, as they always say, you got to play these games on the field, not on paper, because if you looked at this game on the paper, you would say that the Bears have absolutely no shot whatsoever, but that's why they play it on the field. Yeah, we, you're right, Dave. If you just look at statistics and, uh, you know, what the papers would say, you know, it really doesn't look like we would have a chance. But, you know, um, that's the great thing about beginnings. Uh, you know, right now the score is 0-0. The kickoff's going to be here in a, a couple of minutes, and, you know... The Bears need to come out and uh, put up a fight as long as they can. They need to do that. And, of course, as we said in the pregame show, if they could manage to pull this thing off, Tim, it would really be a big step towards their season next year. Yeah, it would, Dave. It would, uh, you know, that would be your final memory going into the offseason and uh, certainly would be the surprise that nobody would ever see coming, and that would be just huge going into the offseason. So teeing it off will be Norwayne. Norwayne will be kicking it off here this evening as they are in their road white uniforms with gray pants, the red numerals, and the gray trim. Waynedale, on the other hand, they are in their home brown uniforms with gold pants, gold numerals, and white trim here this evening. Matt Zimmerly back set to receive it for the Bears as they will get the football first here tonight and kicking it off for Norway will be Kurt Angle, a senior. Now, Angle will be doing the kickoffs, but the extra points will be attempted by Becky Graff here this evening, and she is a sophomore soccer player, but we'll be talking about her coming up a little bit later on. It's a short kickoff by Angle, taken in by Graff at the 22-yard line. He takes it out across the 30, out to the 37-yard line, so after a 15-yard return, that's where the Bears will start off first and 10 at their own 37-yard line is where they will mark him down at. So the Bears will come out starting it off with Derek Reber at quarterback. Reber, the sophomore, this year completing 43% of his passes and rushing for 4.4 yards per carry. Bears in the spread offense. Logan Stanley right behind Reber. Handoff right up the middle. A fake handoff. Now pitch off around the left-hand side to Zimmerly by Reber. And Zimmerly around that left-hand side over on the far side picks up three yards on the carry. And it brings up second down and about six yards to go. David, it'll be real interesting this, this evening to see if the Bears come out aggressive and uh, try to push the issue here or whether they're going to play it safe and just uh, hand the ball off. Gage Gray out wide right. Going out wide left is Max Lemon. Now moving in motion to the near side is Logan Stanley. Throw out to the left-hand side complete to Max Lemon 
at the 47-yard line is where they will spot him after a four-yard completion. And it will bring up third down and call it two yards to go. That is the first catch of the season for Max Lemon. And it goes for four yards, so it's third down two. Bears in the hurry up. Reber, handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley, pushes forward but can't get the first down after a gain of about a yard. And they're going to stop him right at the 48-yard line, and it will bring up fourth down and a yard to go. Looks like a pretty long yard there, Dave. It might be closer to two, actually. I don't know where they've got him spotted. They need to get to the 49, ball resting just uh, inside the 48-yard line. So it's fourth down and a yard to go, and the Bears will go for it early here in this ballgame. And now the official, the side judge, comes in, and it's a timeout taken by the Bears right away. We'll take one also. 10.32 left to go in the first quarter, and we've got no score. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. Back here at Waynedale High School, ten and a half minutes left to go in this first quarter. Bears use their first time out as they want to get make sure that this play is correct on fourth down and a yard. And it is a long yard, like you said, Tim. But this is a good idea. Go for it. Might as well try to win this game instead of just showing up. Reber with Logan switches over to the right-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. Moving in motion to Zimmerly. Hand off to Logan Stanley. Off left tackle. He evades the tackle. He's got the first down up the left sideline and more. Inside the 40, down to the 35, and down to the 30-yard line of Norway. Dave, i got to give Coach Zerker credit there. You know, he's showing trust in his boys, letting him know that they, he believes in them. Awesome run by Logan there. Um, like you said, we, might, we, didn't, we just didn't come here tonight to show up. 25-yard run by Logan Stanley. Picks up the initial first down of the evening. A flag was down, but now the official shakes off the flag. Your referees for tonight's game, the referee is Tom Weckeser. The umpire is Rich Bolick. The head linesman, Steve Hartman. Line judge is Brett Carpenter, and the back judge is Mike Hampshire. Reber with the ball on the far hash mark. Shifts Logan Stanley over to the right-hand side. Spread. Reber drops back, throws it out on the left side. Complete to Max Lemon. He's got the first down. Down to the 21-yard line. 11-yard pickup on that short completion. Dave, you got to give credit to the offensive line there. Uh, Derek's first option was covered. He had enough time to uh, check it down to Lemon, uh, who was wide open. That's Lemon's second catch of the night. Coming out wide right is Chup, slot right is Zimmerly. Ball on the far hash mark on first and ten at the Norwayne 22-yard line. The Bears have taken the opening kickoff and driven right down the field, but this is where they run into trouble once they get into the red zone. Handoff on the cross, buck off right tackle to Logan Stanley inside the 20, down to the 19 for a three-yard gain. This is what happened last week also, if you remember, Tim, the Bears... On the first couple of drives against Smithville, picked up good drives, but they just could not knock the ball in. Yeah, we actually had our first drive go clear down to the three-yard line, and we're not able to punch it in. Lemon with two catches out wide left. Out wide right is Chup. Bears in that wing formation. Now moving over to the right side is Logan Stanley behind Reber. Moving in motion is Zimmerly. Reber looking out to the right side. Complete to Zimmerly, and he takes it down to the 19 for no gain on the completion. And that will bring up... 
third down and seven yards to go. Zimmerly, his first catch of the night. And on the year, that's his 20th reception of the season. So it's third down, eight. Bears looking over at head coach Matt Zerker for the play as he signals it in. Lemon will go out wide to the left on third and eight, just inside the Norway 20-yard line. Logan Stanley, ball in the near hash mark. Stanley moves over to the left of Reber. Zimmerly moves in motion to the far side. Handoff, fake handoff. Now it will go to Logan Stanley, and he's hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped on a great defensive play by Bryce Rohrbaugh, the 6'1", 215-pound senior defensive end. And it's fourth down, and call it nine yards to go. Now just outside the 20, so a loss of a yard by Logan. I was wondering if they may try to field goal, Dave. We got very little win this evening, but... Uh... Looks like they're keeping the offense on the field. I saw Andy Ford kicking before the game, and he was successfully kicking them from about 40 yards out, but this is a little bit too much for him, I would think, during a ball game. Stanley on fourth down and eight. Moving in motion to the far side is Varner. Reber barking out the signals. Fake handoff, looking over the middle. Throws it over the middle, and he threw it low and behind. Max Lemon incomplete, and the Bears will turn it over on downs. 8.15 left to go in this first quarter of play. And the Bears turn it over on downs. Norway has it when we return after this timeout. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Norway snaps the football and it's handed off right up the middle to their running back Chase Gosser. And Gosser takes it from the 20 all the way across the Waynedale 50 into Waynedale territory inside the 40. Down to the Waynedale 39-yard line for a 41-yard run by their leading rusher on the year, Chase Gosser. So the Bears, the old bugaboo hits them once again. They get down inside the red zone, but they can't get the ball into the end zone. And they turned it over on downs, and now Norway set up first and ten at the Waynedale 40. Handoff on the inside handoff. This time it goes to Garmin, and Garmin takes it off left tackle. Flag thrown in on the play as Garmin takes it across the 30 down to the 25, where he is brought down by Logan Stanley. But as we said, there's a flag down on the play. It would be a first down, and it looks like it's going to be a face mask penalty against the Bears. And that's what it will be. Just an incidental face mask. So the first penalty of the night goes against Waynedale. And it is another first down, down inside the 19-yard line. Garmin. And Gosser line up in the tee right beside Zollinger, who rolls out to his right. Zollinger's going to throw the ball into the end zone. It is caught in the corner of the end zone by Steiner for the score. Boy, a nice pass by Zollinger right into the outstretched arms of, excuse me, that's Nate Weinman. Nate Weinman with the touchdown. That's his 27th catch of the year. So Weinman with the score. His ninth touchdown catch of the season. And the 20-yard touchdown reception 
First completion of the night by Steiner, or by Zollinger, excuse me. And it's a touchdown for Norway, and they lead it 6 to nothing. And Becky Graff comes in to attempt the extra point, and it is up, and it is good. 7.38 left to go in period number one from Waynedale. Your score, it's now Norway 7 and Waynedale nothing. Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that, nice, right? Saute on medium high. Brown, ooh, browning, nicely. Now the broth, it's Asian inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge, perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Waynedale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Well, Norway taking the 7-0 lead will kick it off, and Zimmerly backpedals back to his 7 to grab it. Runs it right up the middle, across the 10 to the 15 to the 20, and he'll be gang-tackled and dropped at the 22-yard line. So the Bears, their initial drive went down the field, and they were unable to get the ball in the end zone, stymied at the 20, but then three plays and a touchdown by Norway. And you're right, Dave. Uh, I can't count how many games this year that we actually uh, moved the ball real well on our first drive. It's uh, been the second, third, and fourth drives, and then on into the second half that's really given us a trouble. So Waynedale will start at first and 10 at their own 23-yard line is where they've got it spotted. Seven and a half minutes. Reber calling out the plays. Now Zimmerly will shift from the right side of the line to the left side. He's in the wing formation. Receiver's out wide on both sides. Reber fake handoff. Rolls out to the right. Throws it over the middle. It is complete to Zimmerly at the 30. Now he struggles forward to the 35. Out to the 36-yard line. 13-yard completion. By Derek Reber to Matt Zimmerly, his second catch of the night, and it's first down, Waynedale. And thus far, Dave, i got to give credit to that offensive line. Uh, Derek faked to two different running backs, looked at two different receivers, hit the third one he saw, and he had plenty of time. Max Lemon out wide left. Wide right is Chupp. In the slot left with the ball in the near hash mark is Zimmerly. Reber rolling the option out to the right-hand side. Pitches it back to Logan Stanley. It was a high pitch, and Stanley had to wait for it to come down and then is hit immediately at the 35-yard line for the loss of a yard. As we said in the pregame show, Eric Reby, the substitute PA announcer tonight, he and Jimmy Miller and Scott Murphy are down in Cancun enjoying the weather. I'd like to be there, but then I saw them on Facebook in their swimming trunks on the beach, and there was nobody else on the beach, and then I knew why. No comment, Dave. (laughs) Moving in motion is Varner to the far side. Reber, fake handoff, looks out to the left, now moves up into the pocket. It is complete and incomplete. Max Lemon had the first down, but he dropped the ball out of his hands. Ball might have been thrown just a little bit behind Max, but... He had it in his hands and should have brought it in. And Derek did a nice job moving up in the pocket, eluding the rush by uh, Norway. Uh, Max had that. So the ball resting at the 35-yard line, third and 11. 6.23 left to go. Chup 
Out to the right side, Varner slot right. Going out wide left is Zimmerly, and Gage Gray is slot left with Logan Stanley behind Reber. Now he moves to the left-hand side. Snap goes to Reber, drops back, sets up the screen. Complete to Logan Stanley. He's got a blocker in front of him. Cuts to the left side to the 45. He'll be run out of bounds at the 50-yard line, but that's enough for a first down on the 16-yard completion to Logan Stanley. Boy, they set that one up very, very well. Yeah, they did. The offensive line did a nice job letting the uh, defenders release, and then they were out in front with Logan and plenty of room for him to get the first down. So it's first and 10, 6-14 to go. Diamond formation to the left for the Bears out wide right is Chubb. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley, and he's going to struggle forward for about a yard, but a nice defensive play. By Ben Burke of Norway. They'll give him about a half a yard on that run. And it will bring up second down and a long nine. Ball just shy of midfield. Zimmerly out wide to the far side. Chup now slot left. Coming out wide right is Gage Gray. Moving in motion to the near side is Chup. Snap. Dropped by Reber. Reber's going to roll out to his left under a heavy rush. And he's going to be hit and dropped back at the 41-yard line for a loss of eight. That play was just blown up right at the line of scrimmage when the snap was dropped. Dave, it's very surprising all the time where just a split second of dropping that ball allows the defense to get right in. But, uh, yeah, as soon as that ball was dropped, um, Derek had no place to go with it. You know, I asked Matt Zerker on the interview earlier this week if Norway could come out of this regional, and he said absolutely. He said, you never know what happens on a Friday night, but if this team plays to their potential, they have got the talent to go far in the playoffs. Spread formation on third down 18. Throw out into the flat. Complete on the right-hand side to Logan Stanley. He'll be dropped at the 45-yard line after a gain of four on that pass completion. His second catch of the night. And it will bring up fourth down. Fourth down and call it 14 yards to go. But the Bears are in a punting situation with the ball at the 44-yard line. They were up near midfield and then they went backwards. And Derek Reber is going to punt the football away. He punted last week and had an average of about 27 yards a kick, but that was almost straight into the wind. Tonight, there's no wind. Reber, high end over end kick, and that's going to be short and go out of bounds and into the cheerleaders. And that one is not going to be a very long punt. They're going to put him out of bounds at the 47-yard line. That's just an 8-yard punt. Yeah, that was a shank, day. That was high. And went dead right. Not what you want out of a punt. And Norwayne will take it over in great field position at their own 47-yard line. With 4.11 left to go in the first quarter. Don't forget the Indians coming up tonight. They're playing game three of the World Series against... The Chicago Cubs will keep you abreast of what's happening there. Zollinger dropping back the pass. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Weinman. Weinman has it in the midfield. Across into Wayndale territory. And he'll be dropped by Logan Stanley at the 42-yard line. 11-yard pickup and another first down for Norway. Weinman is a big boy, Dave. you got to get him low. He is six foot seven, 230. And he manages to use that to his... 
advantage during basketball also. Receivers spread out on both sides for Norway. Zollinger, he's going to throw it out in the flat, complete again to Weinman. Weinman at the 35, down inside the 30 to the 34-yard line, and he's got another first down after a gain of 14. Zollinger, 3 for 3 in the passing department so far tonight. And they've all been to Weinman. First and 10, and Norwayne just running right through, I should say passing right through, the Waynedale defense. In the backfield, handoff goes on the left-hand side to Garmin. Garmin cuts it off the right tackle inside the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Garmin runs it in from 29 yards out. And it is a touchdown for the Norway Bobcats. And they pop up on it 13 to nothing. Garmin came in leading the Bobcats in rushing. That's his 10th rushing touchdown of the year. And Becky Graff comes in to attempt the extra point. She is one for one. She's a sophomore soccer player. Ball is down, and that one is blocked. Not sure who got their hand on it. Might have been Ty Straits who got his hand on it and blocked it away. So the Bears blocked the extra point, and it stays 13-0 with 3.17 to go in this first quarter. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Oroville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. 3.17 to go in this first quarter to play. Norway up 13 to nothing. Becky Graff having an extra point blocked. An interesting story with her. She went up to Adam Endorf after the second week of the season and said, Norway was having their problems with kicks. She went up to Endorf during class one day and said, you guys need a kicker. Can I try out? He said, yeah, sure, come on in. So she came in the next week, and she's had the job ever since. Kickoff going up the field. Matt Zimmerly picks it up at the 10, bobbles it, and he's going to be dropped at the 9-yard line. And that is a microcosm right there, Tim, of how the season has gone for the Bears. Once they make a mistake, they just continue. Yeah, we don't seem to be able to overcome a mistake, Dave. Even on that last drive, we were moving the ball, and we had a mishandled snap, and that seems to uh, just derail that whole drive. Uh, now we are set back inside our 10, already down 13 nothing. And we'll keep you abreast of what's happening elsewhere. Rittman and Chippewa, no score. Northwestern over Dalton in the first quarter, 7 to nothing here tonight. And Hillsdale leading Smithville, 9 to nothing in the first quarter. And scores around the area. Reber gets the snap. Throws it out onto the right-hand side to Chupp. Chupp across the 10, out to the 15-yard line for a gain of, call it about 6 on that pass completion. You know, Dave, it really looks like uh, Norway has really uh, studied our run and is gearing up to stop our run. Uh, we, Our best offense might be like the uh, uh, New England Patriots and just short pass it all night long. I mean, we, we're getting good yardage off of those short passes. So second down and four yards to go. Ball right at the 15-yard line. 
Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. Now moving in motion to the far side is Varner. Handoff up the middle goes to Stanley. Cuts it off the right-hand side. Found nothing up the middle and then cut it off right tackle and picks up two. Out to the 17-yard line. He's already toted the mail seven times tonight for 30 yards, and it's third and two. Girls basketball practice started today, and at halftime, we will talk with Sid Klein, the Waynedale girls basketball coach. They had their first practice this afternoon. Third down, two yards to go for the Bears. Stanley to the left, moving in motion to the far side is Varner. Reber, high snap, drops back, throws it out, complete to Chupp. Chupp at the 22, struggles forward, maybe got to the 23, but he's got the first down. So another completion, this time to Chupp. And they're going to spot him down at the 23-yard line, so a six-yard completion on the play. Reber now has completed eight of ten passes tonight. For 61 yards so far. First down 10 for the Bears. High snap handoff to Stanley off the left hand. No, Reber keeps it on the right hand side. He got hit with a face mask. No call. Now the flag comes in way from the back, Judge. And it will be a face masking penalty. But I would think that would be the incidental kind, Tim. I would agree, Dave. I think that was incidental. But uh, it's interesting the the face mask happened right in front of a guy about two feet away, and it was the back judge that saw it. And he threw the flag. So, that five-yard penalty added on to the run makes it now second down and two yards to go. It'll take it out just outside the 30-yard line. A minute 35 to go in this first quarter. 13-0 Norway. Reber with the ball in the near hash mark. Checks things over on the Norway defense. Now moving in motion is Varner to the far side. Reber drops back. Pump fakes. He's going to throw it up deep. He's got Chup. Chup goes up, grabs it, and it is intercepted on a great play. Now the official's going to come in from the back. Judge is going to come in and say it hit the ground incomplete. Boy, that looked like an interception from up here. Yeah, it looked real close, Dave, but uh, I think he got his hands at, on the ball the same time that it hit the ground, and I think he actually used the ground to help secure the ball. Uh, back judge saw that. Boy, if Derek could have put that ball out just a little bit farther, Chup had beaten the defender up the right side. Well, Dave, with the amount of short pass we've been throwing, I was wondering just just when those safeties would start to creep up and play that, and we had them deep on that. Zollinger plays safety for Norway, along with Zach Steiner back there, and they got sucked up and in. Now they've just got... Zollinger in the backfield. Handoff up the middle goes to Logan Stanley. He's out to the 31-yard line. That's just a yard gain, and it will be fourth down and a yard. Now let's see what Matt Zerker decides to do with a minute to go in the first quarter on fourth down, and it's going to be a long yard, and the Bears will bring in the punting unit. You almost would think about going for it here, Dave. Uh, We have not been able to stop them defensively at all, and our last punt was, was eight yards, so... You know, I'm kind of surprised we didn't give it a try. Reber will punt the ball away on fourth down two from the 31-yard line. And now the Bears spread everybody out. And a flag. And is that an offsides against Norway? It looks like the Bears are coming off the field. Looks like it's going to be offsides against Norway. And that will give the Bears a first down as the officials congregate and talk things over. Now the Bears come back out onto the field and... 
the officials, all of them are, you know, it's like a like a church meeting back there. I'm trying to, I think they're trying to decide who, who moved first. Uh, clearly the Bears moved, but I don't, I, I think they were just doing a, a full they were offensive shifting. line shift. Right, which is legal. The only one that's not in this meeting is the back judge. And let's see, it's going to be a dead ball offsides against Norway. So that'll give the Bears the first down on the penalty. What a big, big play for the Bears as they went into the shift and Norway jumped. So it marks it out to the 36-yard line, just outside the 36. First and 10 for the Bears with 32 seconds to go. Moving in motion to the far side is Zimmerly. Reber's going to run the option, and he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Boy, another outstanding play by Norwayne's Jacob Saddlemeyer. Meyer, a 6'1", 230-pound senior, and he dropped Reber for a two-yard loss. There is just not a lot of running room, Dave. I believe uh, Logan had a big run early, but if you go back through all of the runs we've had, man, we're, we're lucky to get one or two yards a crack. That will be the end of the first quarter of play from Waynedale. As we head into the second quarter, the Bears have second and 11 coming up. Your score at the end of one, it's Norway 13 and the Bears nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Well, we head into the second quarter of play, and the Bears are down on the scoreboard 13-0. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Nice night for football. Totally the opposite of what last week was. Bears have it, second and eleven. Ball resting at the 34-yard line in their own territory. They send receivers out wide on both sides. Now Derek Reber looks over to the sideline. Matt Zerker wants to take a timeout, and he will. Unbelievable. The Bears could not even get set coming out of the quarter break. And the Bears have to use their second timeout. Yeah, we we talk about areas of growth, Dave, and we're on game 10. Um, I just don't really understand how you can come out of a change of quarter have all that time to talk about what play you're going to run, and then have to use a timeout because we don't know what we're doing. Well, it gives us an opportunity to check the scoreboard here tonight. Lexington is leading Ashland 7-3 to in the OCC. But in the Wayne County Athletic League, Chippewa now leads Rittman 6 to nothing. Northwestern blanking Dalton 7 to nothing, And it is Hillsdale up by 2 now on Smithville, 9-7. to and that basically, for all intents and purposes, Tim, that Hillsdale-Smithville game, that, that is pretty much a playoff game the way it is. Yeah, and Dalton really needs to beat Northwestern tonight. They do, to get in. So, 
After that timeout, again, at the beginning of the second quarter, Bears looked like they jumped. Reber's going to roll out to his left, look over the middle, and it is incomplete and a flag down. And I think they're going to get Elmer Zollinger for a pass interference penalty. He played it real well, Dave. I think he got there a little early, wrapped him around the waist, and uh, drew the flag. And that's what it'll be. 11.55, that'll give the Bears a first down. That was second and 11. That was a pretty pass by Reber, but that 15-yard penalty will give the Bears the first down. That's their second first down by penalty on the night. And that's the third penalty here in the first half by the Bobcats for 25 yards. First and 10 for the Bears. Ball just shy of the 50. Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Ball on the far hash mark. Reber runs the option to the left-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line, but he's going to struggle forward into Norwayne territory and brought down by Garmin and Burke at the 48-yard line. So a gain of three by Derek Reber. And it's second down. They'll give him about a two-yard gain. So it's second down, eight yards to go at the 48. Chup out wide to the right-hand side. Varner slot right. Now Gray goes slot left, and Zimmerly is wide left. Ball in the near hash mark. Moving to the right of Reber is Stanley. In motion is Gage Gray. Throw out to the flat. It is through the hands and incomplete to Matt Zimmerly. Second straight incompletion thrown by Reber, but that ball was right there. Dave, I really think that uh, ball position-wise, I think we're looking at four down territory anyhow, so uh, no big need to get it all in one play. That ball, though, was put right in the hands of Zimmerly. And it should have been brought down. Third down and eight yards to go for the Bears. Ball at the 48-yard line. Dropping back Reber. Setting up the screen. Throws it out the left-hand side to Logan Stanley. Evades a tackle inside the 45. Down to the 44-yard line. So that's a gain of five on that reception. And it's fourth down. And call it four yards to go. Third catch of the night by Stanley. 10.53 and running. Left to go in this second quarter. Bears on fourth and four. Stanley right behind Reber. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the near side. Reber barks out the signals. And now the Bears will move, and that looked like Ben Farrar, the left tackle, and it was. So instead of fourth and four, it'll be fourth and nine. Yeah, that one hurt, Dave. We, uh... Had gotten the ball into a very doable yardage situation there on fourth down, and now we're looking at fourth and long. 10.36 left to go. Now it'll be fourth and nine. And the Bears will still go for it, down 13 to nothing. Ball at the 49-yard line, and the clock now will move. Chup out wide right. Wide left is Zimmerly. Derek Reber with Logan Stanley right behind him. Now he moves to the left-hand side. Reber slaps his hands. Drops back. Looks out to the left-hand side. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got Zimmerly, but it will be intercepted on a great defensive play by Josh White, the left cornerback. White went right up and intercepted the pass. Yeah, did a nice job using his hands, Dave. He ended up looking more like the receiver than uh, Zimmerly did. So Norwayne will take it over with 10.26 to go in this first half of play, and they lead it 13 to nothing. For Reber, that's the seventh interception that he has thrown this season. And that one there, 
just let, if he'd have just led him a little bit more, like the one in the first quarter to Chup, if he'd have led Zimmerly just a little bit more, he could have completed that pass. Yeah, Zimmerly definitely got behind the defense. He was just underthrown. Zollinger has Garmin right behind him. Handoff goes on the left-hand side to Gosser, and Gosser will take it across the 20 out to the 25-yard line, near the 25-yard line for a gain of five. So it's second down. Call it five yards to go. Ball just shy of the 25. 13 nothing. Norway on top of it. They said Weinman out wide to the right. Brevin Harris is slot right. I don't think we've called Harris's name all night long. No, we have not. That is the only time other than the pregame show. <laughs> Moving to the left, Zollinger drops back the pass. Looks up the field. Can't find anyone. Still rolling out. Now he's going to throw the ball deep, and it will be knocked away and incomplete. Nice play by Chupp on the right-hand side. They were trying to go to Harris that time and Weinman, but they, I should say Weinman, but Chupp jumped the route and knocked the ball away incomplete. First incompletion thrown by Zollinger tonight, and it's third down and five yards to go. You know, Harris verbally committed to Purdue... Which, to be honest, I thought that was rather strange because I don't think he's anywhere near the athlete that his brother is, and his brother ended up at Marshall. But nonetheless, he verbally committed to Purdue, but then Purdue fired their football coach, so hard telling where he's going to end up next year. Harris is right behind Zollinger. He gets the handoff around the left-hand side. His first carry of the night takes it across the 30, out to the 35, and near the 40. Big, big gain of 15 yards on the play for Brevin Harris, and it's a first down for Norway. Well, it's not like uh, we have ESP up here or anything, Dave, but you just got to know that when you have an athlete like Harrison, we are halfway through the second quarter and he hasn't touched the ball, that that was coming here pretty soon. So the ball at the 41-yard line, first and 10 with 9.32 left to go in the half. Norwayne up by two TDs at 13-0. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion is Harris. Handoff goes off the left-hand side to Gosser. Gosser takes it off left tackle into Waynedale territory at the 40, inside the 40, down to the 30, and he just puts his shoulder down and runs right over Jared Geyser and down at the 29-yard line. 30-yard pickup on the play by Gosser. That's his third carry of the night. He's got 46 yards. Garmin has got two carries for 70 unofficially. 9.15 to go in this first half. Now Steiner will come out. He'll go wide to the left-hand side. Trips receivers for Norwayne out to the left-hand side. And coming out, only receiver, single receiver out to right is White. Garmin now into the backfield for Norway. Throw out into the flat complete to Brevin Harris. He bobbled it but picked it back up at the 30 down to the 25 to the 20 to the 15 still running and down to the 10 yard line. Boy Harris making something happen when he gets out there in single coverage. And that was just about a two yard pass but with the speed that Harris has he took that all the way down to the 10. It's his first catch of the night. And it's first and 10. With 8.40 to go at the Waynedale 10-yard line. And they're going to say it is goal to go. So it will be first and goal to go for the Bobcats. I would not be surprised if you see a uh, corner route here to Weinman. 
13-0, your score. Ball in the far hash mark. Handoff comes around the right-hand side to Gosser. Gosser is going to be tripped up and down at about the six-yard line after a gain of four. So that will bring up second and goal from the six. Yeah, you almost expect a jump ball type of pass or a fade pattern. Uh, he's got a significant size advantage on any of one of our who, defensive backs. Who doesn't out there <laughs> have a significant height advantage? Maybe the only one that doesn't have the height advantage is Steiner, but he's still six feet. And Steiner is slot left. Harris is slot is all the way wide left. T formation, handoff to Garmin. Garmin right up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown. Check that. That's Gosser. Gosser with the score. Takes it in from six yards out. And it is now 19 to nothing, Norwayne, with 7.37 to go in this first half of play. And Becky Graff, the sophomore, will come in. And she will attempt the extra point. Holding for her is Zach Steiner. Snap is down, and the Bears, I think, jumped offside. That looked like Gage Gray came in too quickly from the left-hand side. And it will be offside against the Bears. And I believe they'll enforce that on the kickoff. Or will they take it? They've got their choice of they'll just decline it. They can either move it down to the yard and a half line or take it on the kickoff, and they just decline the penalty. Graf puts it up, and it is good. I'll tell you what, Tim, she's not bad. Oh, she's really good, Dave. Uh, gets it nice and high right through the middle and uh, clearly looks like she knows what she's doing. Absolutely. 7.37 to go in this first quarter, or first half of play, excuse me, in your score from Waynedale. It is Norway 20, Waynedale nothing. Hard work. Honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton, Call today, 877-359-7866. 7.37 left to go in this first half of play. While we've got an opportunity, let's check out some scores from around the area. And we have got Chippewa over Ripman, 7-6. And Hillsdale now leading Smithville, 16-7. Kickoff short, taken up by one of the Waynedale upbacks, and that is Jared Varner. Varner takes it in at the 30 and is dropped at the 35-yard line. So it'll be first and ten for the Bears. You know, field position has not been a problem for the Bears tonight. Now, I was going to say, Dave, uh, it's never a good sign when your best defense is your offense, but our offense has dominated, really, time of possession in this ballgame uh, and uh, actually has moved the ball real well. As we said, it's Hillsdale over Smithville 16-7. to And we'll look for the other scores coming up here in just a little bit. On the jet pattern, it is Logan Stanley. And Stanley gets it out to the 38-yard line from the 35. Got the ball knocked away, but out of bounds. And they will mark him down at the 38-yard line for a gain of three. 
Logan started out the game fast last week and then ran into that sturdy Smithville defense and had to end up leaving the ball game with the neck injury, but he practiced all week and he's back into tonight's game and fine. Carries it 10 times tonight for 36 yards so far. Moves to the right-hand side of Reber. Moving in motion is Chupp to the far side. Fake handoff. Reber throws it over the head and incomplete is Zimmerle. Zimmerle was triple covered and Reber threw it away. And now there's a Waynedale player down near the line of scrimmage. And that looks to be Asa Plant, the sophomore 200-pounder. And Plant is down at about the 40-yard line, so we've got an injury timeout. We'll take one also. 7.21 to go in the first half of play. And your score, it's Norway 20 and Wayndale nothing. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one-of-a-kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691. And check us out on Facebook or at clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K dot com. Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, and Sundays, 9 to noon, start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Well, Plant is up and walks off the field under his own power. 721 left to go. Again, a look at some scores. Chippewa over Rittman, 7-6. Northwestern blanking Dalton, 7 to nothing. And it's Hillsdale over Smithville, 16-7. And some other scores around the area. Ashland is now ahead of Lexington, 10-7. And Fairless is leading Tuslaw eight to seven in their game. Garraway over Strasburg twenty to nothing, and Shelby is shutting out Loudonville twenty-eight to nothing. Mansfield Senior over Madison twenty-one to seven, also in the final week of the season. Reber fake handoff, throws it over the middle. It is incomplete and almost intercepted by Zollinger. It went right over the head. Chup went up for it. The ball was thrown over his head, and Zollinger was right there, had it in his bread basket, and dropped it. Yeah, went from uh, Wayndale being open, could have had a reception, went right through his hands, and Zollinger right in his bread basket should have had that interception. 7.15 left to go before half. And Reber will drop back set to punt. Logan Stanley is the man. He'll be the setback for the Bears. Let's see if the Bears decide to put anything on here. Snap will go to Reber. Reber's going to punt the football away, and it is a booming punt that will be taken in the backfield by Zach Steiner. Steiner at about the 33, out to the 35, to the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 43-yard line. (laughs) 25-yard punt on the play for Derek Reber. And Norwayne will start first and 10 at their own just shy of the 45, 44-yard line. I know it's easy to say, Dave, but it's imperative that our defense starts to make Norway at least earn their points. 
What'd you say the time of possession was? Our off. Norway's only had the ball for four minutes, Dave, compared to uh, well over 12 minutes for Waynedale. Dropping back Zollinger. Zollinger on first down. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Wyman at the midfield stripe to the 45. Cuts to the far side. To the 40. He's going to be gone. To the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 57-yard touchdown pass from Zollinger to Weinman, and it is now 26 to nothing. That's his second touchdown reception of the night. And that makes it 26 to nothing, Norway. And now Becky Graff will come in and attempt the extra point again. 6.47 to go before halftime. Graf, right-footed sideline kicker, puts that one up, and it is wide left, no good. 6.47, now it's 26-0. Norway on top of it here. Just before halftime, with 6.47 to go in the first half of play. Well, Zollinger, 5 of 6 in the passing department for two touchdown passes, 103 yards tonight. Steiner, he's got two, both of those touchdown passes. He's caught four passes. So, I mean, it's just been quite an evening for Norway here tonight as they are able to just continue to put up point after point after point. 6.47 to go before halftime. And teeing it up and kicking it off for Norway is Kyle Angle. Angle as the Bears are going from right to left across your computer screen. He approaches the football, low line drive kick, bounces up into the hands of Zimmerly. He lets it go right through them, picks it up at the 15, cuts to the left. Now he cuts back to the right. Right across the 15 and out to the 17-yard line. So he ended up running about 20 yards and picked up three. <laughs> well, by the time he picked it up, Dave, uh, I saw a wall of about uh, six or seven white jerseys. He had no blockers in front of him. He had to do it all on his own. 6.38 now left to go in the half. Norway with a commanding 28 to nothing lead. Our next broadcast, or excuse me, 26 to nothing. Our next broadcast is coming up on November 25th, and that will be girls basketball from Tusla, where the Waynedale Lady Bears will be taking on the Tusla Lady Mustangs. That's the opening night of the season. That's four weeks from tonight, as a matter of fact. Reber, handoff, fake handoff on the inside. It goes to Varner, and Varner is going to take it out to the 22, make it the 23-yard line. Make sure that's who that is. Yes, it's Jared Varner. So he picks up five on his initial carry of the night. And it'll be second down. Now they'll give him four, let's say. So second down and six. Clock continues to run. Ball at the 22-yard line. About 20 minutes away from the first pitch of the Indians and Cubs from Wrigley Field in Chicago. Game three of the World Series. All tied up at one apiece. Reber. Hand off to Logan Stanley off the right-hand side. Stanley takes it out to the 25-yard line. 
Stanley with a three-yard gain. Ball resting right at the 25, and it's third down three. Third down three. Like we said, Tim, the Bears haven't had a tough time moving the football tonight. But no, we have possessed the ball a long time. Chubb goes out wide to the right-hand side. Zimmerly wide left. Reber in a wing formation moves Stanley to the left of him. Ball in the center of the field. Now Varner moves back behind Reber. Stops. Pitches it out. That's going to be Varner. And Varner's going to dive forward near a first down. And I believe he's got it right across the 29-yard line for a gain of four and a first down for the Bears. Derek did a nice job holding on to the ball to the very last second. Dave pitched to Varner. Varner did a nice job diving at the very end just to get that first down. So first and ten for the Bears. 5-10 left to go in the first half. 26-0 Norway. Receivers out on both sides. Moving in motion is Stanley. Reber throws it into the flat, and it is incomplete. For some reason, Ben Farrar was out right in front of Zimmerly on that pass pattern. You almost could have called an illegal man downfield. Well, clearly, I think I think Ben was going to get down there to block for that short screen pass. But, boy, Dave, I don't know if you noticed, Norway was totally jumping that route. They were really looking for a pick six there. Reber now 10 of 16. One interception, 66 yards. 4.57, clock stopped on the incompletion, second and 10. Ball at the 29-yard line. Stanley moving in motion. Now Reber's going to keep it off left tackle. Across the 30, out to the 31-yard line for a gain of two. Now this may sound strange, but it is absolutely true. Reber tonight, four carries, minus five yards. And it's 26-0 Norway. Bears, it would be nice to get a score on the board before halftime. Varner goes out slot right. Zimmerly wide right. Ball in the near hash mark. Now Reber has to go over to Gray and tell him what the snap count is. Stanley right behind him. Now Stanley moves to the right. Fake handoff. Reber looking to the left-hand side. Rolls out to his right. Looking up the field. He's just going to try to throw the ball away, and he does. Before he was hit and dropped on the play by Chase Gosser. Gosser's all over the field tonight. Yeah, he is. Um... Derek had no no time at all running for his life back there. Good, did a great job getting rid of the ball and avoiding the sack. So 4.08 left to go in the first half. And Derek Reber, who had a 25-yard punt his last time punting it, will punt it away from the 31-yard line. Dual safeties back set to return for Norway. And that's a high spiral kick. That'll be taken in by Steiner at the 32, out to the 35, to the 40-yard line. That's the best punt of the night. A 37-yard kick by Reber with a 7-yard return out to the 40-yard line. And that's where Norwegian will start first and 10 from their own. Call it about the 41-yard line, right in the middle. 3.56 left to go. So, what's your uh, thoughts about Carlos Santana playing left field tonight? Well, the tribe needs offense, Dave. Uh, I, I, you ask me about the offense he might bring or the defense he might play. <laughs> Those are two totally different things. Zollinger takes the snap on first and ten. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is complete on a nice catch on a ball that was thrown behind him by Zach Steiner down to the 41-yard line of Waynedale. 
19-yard reception on the pass. Hey, you're the one doing stats. Uh, can you give Weinman credit for that tackle? Pretty much. You probably would have to. He's the one that tripped it up. Ball at the 42-yard line is where they'll spot it. If he doesn't get knocked down by Wyman, he might have gone. He might have gone. That was a nice catch, though, by Steiner because that pass was behind him. Zollinger hands it off up the middle to Gosser. Gosser is going to take it inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. So that's a gain of four on the play. And it brings up second down, six yards to go. With 3.05 remaining in the first half. And Norway trying to put another score on the board and maybe make the second half a running clock situation. Zollinger snaps his hands. Moving in motion as Gosser throw out into the flat complete to White. And a nice takedown by Logan Stanley, who by far is the best tackler on the Waynedale defense. That's just a yard gain down to the 36-yard, 37-yard line. That was just an outstanding individual effort by uh, Logan there. He found his way through uh, multiple Norway defenders, sniffed that out. First catch of the night by White, third and five now. Ball at the 36-yard line, just outside the 36. 2.25 left to go before halftime. Weinman out wide to the left-hand side. White comes out wide right. Moving in motion as Harris to the far side. He'll get the handoff on the jet. He'll run it up to the 35-yard line to the 30, 25, first down. He's still going up the far side inside the 15, down to the 10. He's got a 26-yard scamper and a first down for the Norwayne Bobcats. It was a long distance for him to get around that corner, Dave, but once he did... Look out. And that'll be first and goal. They're going to spot him out of bounds right at the 10-yard line, I believe. No, they're going to put him at the 11, so it'll be first and 10. They can actually get a first down inside the one-yard line. In the backfield, Gosser behind Zollinger. Zollinger's going to throw the ball. It is complete. It goes to Steiner. Steiner inside the five, down to the three. Eight-yard reception on the play. Zollinger has been incomplete on just one pass tonight. He is eight for nine for 152 yards and two TDs. One and a half minutes left to go before half. Zollinger moves Garmin in motion. Now Zollinger is going to keep it himself right up the middle into the end zone for the touchdown. So Zollinger says, I've been spreading the wealth to everybody else. I'll just keep it myself and take it into the end zone. And he does for the score. On the year for Zollinger, rushing-wise, that is his 10th TD of the season. And that makes it 32 to nothing. Norway on top of it with a minute 25 to go before half. Graf with flags all over the place. Puts the kick up, and it is good. But like we said, there are flags all over the place. And it's going to be a legal procedure against the Norway Bobcats, so they'll have to do this again. And let's see if Adam Endorf decides to go for two here or if he'll go ahead and let Graf kick the extra point from five yards deeper. To be honest, Dave, I'd like to see how far she can kick it. I would, too. I think this is a great story. Last time this happened, I believe it was in Chippewa. Chippewa had a 
girl kicker. But I just I think this is a great story. The the fact that she had had the gumption to go up to Indorf during class and say, You need a kicker, let me try it. But then you gotta give Indorf the credit too for looking at her and saying, Hey, let's go ahead and try it. And she proved herself out on the practice field and now here she is kicking extra points for a team that's going to the playoffs. And they'll move the football back after another general conference. I'll tell you one thing. These officials meet more than Congress has in the last year. 32 to nothing is your score. They got a lot to talk about. So the ball now spotted back to the eighth. They'll try the extra point. Grapp puts her foot into it, and it is going to be short. No good. A minute 25 to go before halftime. Your score. It's now Norway 32. Waynedale, nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com Minute 25 to go here before halftime. At halftime, we're going to talk with Matt Zerker about the 97-98 team, the way football has changed throughout the year, years. And then we will then talk with Sid Klein about the girls' basketball season opening up. Right now we've got a 32-0 score. Norwayne on top of it here. And we have been told that the roster that we were given for Norwayne is incorrect. Number 15 is not Kyle Angle. It is Anthony Tassado. So Tassado will be kicking it off. And he has been all night long for Norwayne. He'll approach it, kick it off. Low line drive kick taken in by Chubb at the 26-yard line, right up the middle to the 35, to the 40. And he is going to be dropped. Check that. That is Jarrett Varner, excuse me, out to the 45-yard line. So about a 20-yard return for Jarrett Varner on the play. And that will put the ball marked at the 45-yard line. First and 10 for the Bears with a minute 17 to go and one timeout remaining. Gage Gray was coming out to the field, but he'll be taken out. And now Max Lemon is coming back in. Ball on the near hash mark. Moving to the left-hand side is Logan Stanley. Reber gets the snap. Looking over the middle. It is incomplete into the hands of Zimmerle, and he dropped it again. Wide open, Dave. He had gotten between two Norway defenders. If he would have caught that, he might have been gone. He probably would have been gone. He's one of the few Bears that have breakaway speed. But he's playing with that shoulder, and now he's holding his arm. You notice this, Tim. He's holding that arm down to the side like he's hurt his shoulder again. He's been playing with a bum shoulder for the last two weeks. Chup goes out wide to the right. Now moving over to the left-hand side is Stanley. Ball in the near hash mark. Reaver's going to run the option. He can't find anybody. He was totally confused as to where he wanted to go. Zach Steiner threw threw it right down. Reber threw him right down to the turf. And Reber loses a yard on the play. 
Yeah, that, that, that play was uh, going to be tough to run, Dave. They're trying to run an option to the short side of the field. He had, even if you had pitched that, his his bat running back had no room to run. Well, he had to make up his mind. He was he wanted to pitch the ball, but he couldn't get the corner to commit to him, so he kind of stutters something. That's when Steiner came in and got him from his safety position. So it's third down and 11, ball at the 44-yard line. Bears needed to get to the 45, and now Derek Reber looking over to Matt Zerker for the play with 20 seconds to go. Clock running. Now the back judge puts his hand in the air, and the Bears will take their final timeout before the half. So the Bears had to use one on their initial possession of the game on a fourth down. They had to use one at the beginning of the second quarter, and now here they use one with 16 seconds to go before halftime. You can't spread your timeouts any further apart than the Bears have in this half. No, uh uh-uh. So it'll be interesting to see, Dave, uh, the last couple plays we've been having uh, a little bit of chippiness going on as uh, I think some, some players are getting frustrated. Uh, we got a long half to go. Uh, you know, hopefully the referees keep the, keep the game clean. 16 seconds. This will give us an opportunity to check a few scores as Norway is still huddled around their head coach. In the Wayne County Athletic League, Chippewa in the second quarter up by a point over Ripon. This one closer than anyone expected, 7-6. to six. Northwestern leading Downton 7-0 at the half. And Hillsdale at halftime up by 2, 16-14. Back here, handoff up the middle. It goes to Logan Stanley, and Logan will dive forward to the 45-yard line for a yard. And that will do it for the end of the first half of play. And here at the end of the first half, the Bears find themselves in a familiar position, down on the scoreboard, and no points put on the board as of yet. They've gone six consecutive quarters, Tim, without scoring a point. And they've got a, they've had no problems moving the football, but again, the same old story. They've got to figure out a way to stop the opposition. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, Dave, you know, uh, it's not a good sign when you can say our best defense is our offense keeping a hold of the ball. Um, at some point, um, the team in general needs to get some uh, contribution from the defense, if nothing else, uh, making uh, Norway possess the ball longer than the, what they have, have been. So we will talk with Matt Zerker about the 97-98 football team and talk with girls basketball coach Sid Klein when we come back for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Your score here at halftime. It is Norway 32, Waynedale nothing. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. 
You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Welcome back to Waynedale High School. We are at halftime of tonight's game, senior night between the Waynedale Golden Bears and the Norway Bobcats. And, of course, the regular season will come to a close after tonight's ball game. Norway going for their second consecutive Wayne County Athletic League championship. Not only that, they're going for their second consecutive unbeaten season in the Wayne County Athletic League. And that's something that this conference has not seen since the days when Matt Zerker played for Waynedale High School back in 1997 and 1998. Norwayne has become a dynasty, and you can really safely say that, that the Bobcats have become the team to beat in the Wayne County Athletic League in the years 2010 until now. They're looking for their third 7-0 and conference season in seven years. They've won 41 of 48 conference games. And, as I said, they're going for back-to-back 7-0 and league seasons. Earlier this week, I had the opportunity to talk with head coach Matt Zerker, who was on that 97-98 and team for Waynedale. That was the last team to win back-to-back Wayne County Athletic League championships by going undefeated. And Matt talked about the difference in the eras between 97 and 98 and now as far as the way football is played. And then he talked about just how hard it was to go through two consecutive seasons unbeaten. Um, football's changed so much, even in the 11 years that I've been a head coach here at Waynedale. Um, you know, uh, 11 years ago, you had teams were still traditionally, you know, running the football under center a lot more. Um, you know, shotgun was kind of a small percentage of the game. Um, nowadays, you know, shotgun has become the norm. You know, you're getting three, four athletes spread out from sideline to sideline, um, utilizing that skill and athleticism and have to defend and tackle in space which is completely different than, you know, when we were here in 97, 98. So um, it's really hard to, to compare eras that way. Um, obviously, they were, you know, uh, both teams and programs were very successful in their own right. Um, it's hard to take any credit or um, compare those. And just how hard is it, Matt, to do that, to go through the conference season unbeaten two straight years? Well, when you look at it, I mean, even one year, you go back through the history of the league over the last 30 years, how many teams um, have had a blemish in the league record. Um, I think it was something we did some investigation with, and it's probably only about every third year where a team goes through undefeated. Um, we've had you know, a lot of years where we've had co- and tri-champs um, just because this league is so competitive. So um, to do that is extremely difficult, and obviously give those guys a lot of credit. Um, they worked very hard to get on top a year ago, and have worked, you know, probably harder to stay on top this year and go through the league undefeated. But um, the league's been as competitive uh, the last couple of years as it's been in a long time when you look at the teams top to bottom. Head coach Matt Zerker talking about just how hard it is for high school teams to go through a conference season unbeaten, and that's what Norway is trying to accomplish here this evening at Waynedale High School. Well. As we've said, this is the final regular season football game. It's our final football broadcast here on UltimateSportsTalk.com for this 2016 season. But coming up in a little over a month, it will be 
basketball time. And, of course, as we did last year, we will be bringing you every game of the boys and the girls basketball schedule this winter on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It will all tip off on Friday night, November 25th, which is, I guess, just a little bit less than a month from now, when the girls will be at home taking on Tusla. That will be our initial broadcast here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The boys' first broadcast will be on Friday night, December 2nd, and that will be at Mapleton. The Bears will be taking on the Mounties over in Ashland County, and that will represent the coaching debut of Kevin Stacy as the coach of the Waynedale Golden Bears. And like I said, we will be bringing you all 21 boys' games and all 22 girls' games, including tournament Coming up at the end of the year, we'll also be interspersing some other games along with that, but we'll let you know about those coming up a little bit down the road. But when we return on tonight's Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report, we will be talking with Waynedale Girls basketball coach Sid Klein about the prospects for this year and the rest of the Wayne County Athletic League coming up. We'll do that when we come back right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. 32-0 here at halftime. The Bears down on the scoreboard to the Norwayne Bobcats alongside with us now. Head coach of the Waynedale Lady Golden Bears, Sid Klein. Sid, thanks for joining us here at halftime. Appreciate it, Dave. So, practice got started today. How things going day one? Yeah, the long-awaited start to our season. <laughs> uh, we got them together at 3 o'clock today. We went for about an hour and a half. We had 17 girls show up. Uh, we worked really hard for the hour and a half and uh great energy and and uh it, w- it was a lot of fun i know you're the the king of junk defenses junk offenses talk a little bit about what you're hoping for out of this team this year uh this year we're going to try a couple different things uh we're going to try to get the girls to buy into an up-tempo game when we when we shoot and score or whether we shoot and miss we want to we want to pick you up full court um the, the personnel that we have this year we're we're hoping to rotate about nine to eleven girls and and just get out and play and and uh, we want to try to wear you down in the second half and, and again we just want to create an up-tempo game you lost three seniors from a year ago in grace lemon maddie near and lindsey mcfern so who do you look for this year as far as leadership you know literally uh we only have one other girl that, that chose not to come back with us this year other than that we have everybody back and you know, uh, a lot of the girls worked very hard in the off season. Uh, you know, some girls we did a Bears basketball club where they had to we challenged them to shoot shoot a lot of shots, and some of the girls really bought into that. So we're you know again we're going to count on about 10, 11 girls and and uh, you know to help us out. I know you were really excited all summer long about the participation that you had, not only from your your upperclassmen but all the way down into the elementary level. 
Yeah, we had uh, a lot of the elementary girls girls came on board. Uh, you know, we did some stuff with the junior high girls. We actually got them into a JV shootout this summer, and uh, they did a really good job. And then the open gym, we had a youth camp. Excuse me, we had a youth camp. We had a lot of young young lady bears come to that, and and then we had o- an o- several open gyms throughout the uh, summer, and we had a lot of involvements uh, again through elementary kids all the way up through to the high school level. What's the league look like this year? You know, the league, Chippewa is going to be solid. Uh, uh, Northwestern is going to be good. Dalton's going to be good. You, you know, it's a Wayne County league. They're, you know, they're all good. Night in and night out, you got to come and play. And you take a night off, you're going to get beat. You know, and, and there's some teams that, that don't really think we're going to be very good. And I'm fine with that. You, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to knock some teams off. And, you know, you mentioned the, the king of junk defense. We're already, we're already plotting right now for games that are coming up. Now you've got, of course, the, the perennial opener in Tusla coming up on the 25th. What do you do? I know you're going to put in a lot of things, but do you change your practices the further along you go to get ready for that opener, or how do you work it? You know, the first thing, Dave, we're going to do is we're going to try to get try to get the girls in shape, and then as we progress for that magic day to the 25th, you know, we've got some really really tough scrimmages along the way. We're going to our first scrimmage is November 5th. We're going to scrimmage Lake Ridge Academy and New Philly down at New uh, New Philly High School, and uh, Lake Ridge has everybody back, and they actually beat Highland last year in the, in the regional final. So. Uh, you know, we're going to try to challenge them. We've got we've got Medina Buckeye. We're going to scrimmage. We're going to scrimmage Crestline and and uh, Strasburg, and then then we have Fairless coming over. So as our scrimmages, as we progress with our scrimmages, then we have a break towards the end, and we're going to just we're just going to fine tune everything we need to do and get ready for the 25th. I mean, we got we open up with Tussle, and then we get Orville right out of the gate. I mean, two tough opponents. Seems like you've got more scrimmages this year than you've had in the past. No, it's same. Same number, same okay? number. I, I try to keep one open, and we have that. Uh, you, you know, but usually I try to get one more three team, and it just didn't work out. And I did fail to mention we're uh, we're in the preview at Worcester High School, and that's always a good time for us. That's a varsity preview. Uh, it, it'll be on the 18th of uh, November. What's the strength of the team going to be this year? Our speed. Our speed, our quickness. Uh, I, I think the chemistry of the team will be really good again this year. From what from what happened this summer, we were really really happy with you know how we gelled as a team and and when the girls got in, you know we obviously put five girls in and those five girls played well together. They played hard and you, you know from Coach McLeod and I's standpoint, that's all we want. You know we know we're going to miss shots. Uh, you know we're going to turn the ball over. We're going to really really preach in their head that hey play through it and play hard. Well. It all starts on the 25th. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're excited. we got practice tomorrow, and uh, I can't wait. And you know the season's come around. You shaved. I shaved. I had to shave. <laughs> Sid, thanks for joining us here at thanks, halftime. Dave. Appreciate it. Sid Klein, the head coach of the Waynedale Lady Bears, joining us here at halftime. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll be back to take a look at the first half stats of tonight's game and a look at the scoreboard. We'll do that when we return right after this timeout. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Waynedale Athletics, to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. And we're back at Waynedale High School with your score 32 to nothing here at halftime this evening. And 
Tim, as we look at the first half stats, you can just look at the time of possession. Possession has gone by way of Waynedale, but after that, forget about the rest of it because the Bears have held on to the football just shy of 17 minutes, while Norwayne has had it just over seven minutes. Yeah, if you just look at that, Dave, to be real honest, uh, if you just watch Waynedale with the ball, you would swear that we're dominating the football game, but defensively, we, we, you know, we've given up 32 points in seven minutes of possession time, and you know, that's been really our bugaboo all year long. Uh, way too many uh, chunk plays and one-play drives, and uh, when you do that, uh, the other team doesn't have to possess the ball very long. You know, the one thing that I'm impressed about with Elmer Zollinger is that he started two years ago as a sophomore. They kind of rotated him in and out as quarterback. Back then, he was nothing but a running quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Dave. When I first uh, saw Elmer play, it was strictly as a running uh, option. They would rotate a couple quarterbacks in, and he would really uh, take the ball and, and run. And he's really developed into a nice passer. Yeah, and another thing I want to say, too, about Becky Graff. I think it's great that she's out here kicking kicking extra points. She is the niece of Gary Graff, correct? Well, he would. she would be uh, Gary Graff's cousin's daughter. So I don't Okay. I don't know. You do the lineage of that. What, I, what, what would that make her for the Gary? I'm not even know. going to try, but let's just put it this way. She is related to Gary she Graff. Is, she is related to Gary Graff, but she's not on the ones that she made. But the ones that she missed, she's definitely related to Gary. Yeah, the, the, the ones that went right through the middle, <laughs> Gary, Gary will claim her, yeah. <laughs> so we'll take a look at the scoring plays and the stats and the scores. We'll do all that when we come back after this. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home, or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Well, 32 nothing as we said. The Bears down on the scoreboard. We'll have a running clock in the second half, which has been par for the course this year, Tim. And you know, I, you kind of made the comment around week six, I believe it was, that one of the Bears' goals in the second half should be that they should try to first score a point in the second half, and then secondly, keep the clock from running continuously in the second half. And they did that against Ripon, but unfortunately, last week against Smithville, the same stuff hit them, and now this week it's doing the same thing. Yeah, Dave, I, I couldn't quite recall whether we've actually had a running clock in every uh, game other than the Ripon game or not, but uh, uh, yeah, that, 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 you know, that, that needs to be a goal at some point, is just to get, keep these games competitive enough where uh, you just have a regular time allotment. You know, I don't think we had one in Tusky Valley, which was the first game of the year. But then Ridgewood we did, uh, Triway I think we ended up having one towards the end of the game. So, I mean, you could look at it and say probably about seven or eight of the games this year have been with the continuous clock in the second half. But as far as the scoring is concerned, Tim, take a look at the scoring plays so far tonight. Well, 
Norway jumped out to a 13 to nothing first quarter lead. They got on the scoreboard first, first from a Nate Wyman 19-yard pass from Zollinger, and then ended the quarter with 3:17 left on a uh, Garmin 29-yard run. Um, Norway was able to put up three scores in the second quarter uh, to give them the 32 nothing lead. Uh, Gasser scored from six yards out. Weinman then scored again from 57 yards out, and then they finished it off. As you said, uh, Zollinger didn't want to uh, give it away to everybody. He was able to punch it in from three yards out himself. And as far as some other stats are concerned, rushing yardage, Norway has got 11 carries for 178 yards tonight. Waynedale just 17 carries for 31 yards. Norway, they are 8 of 9 passing tonight. For 146 yards, Waynedale 12 of 22 for 69 yards, and one interception tonight in the ball game. And I'll tell you one thing: when when you've got the time of possession advantage like the Bears have, and you haven't put any points on the scoreboard, you know something's not right. Well, it's demoralizing to keep the ball that long against a, a team like Norway and then come away with nothing, and then uh, uh, go back out and, and have them score as quickly as they do. It, it, it can really uh, bring the team down quickly. Here's some scores from around the area in the Wayne County Athletic League. Chippewa is edging Rittman seven to six at halftime. That's a lot closer than you know. I thought Chippewa was one of the better teams in the league when we saw them, but ever since they played us, they have really fallen upon hard times. Early in the, in the season, Dave, they really looked like they could be uh, one of those playoff teams that come from a county, but uh, you're right, the last four weeks here, uh, they've kind of faded toward the end. Well, right now, this says Northwestern, it's a final over Dalton, 20-16. to 16. I don't think it's a final yet. That might be just halftime. And elsewhere in the league, let's see, we've got Hillsdale leading Smithville 16 to 14. Now, elsewhere around the area, Mansfield Senior is beating Madison 35 to 7. It's Mapleton over Western Reserve 42 to 28. That's at the half. Elsewhere around the area, Triway defeating Orville 22 to 15. Glen Oak over Perry 17 to 3. That's an upset there. West Holmes beating Clear Fork, another upset at the half, 20 to 10. And Worcester beating Thomas Worthington, 25 to 7. Here at halftime, it is 32 to nothing, Norway over Waynedale. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them.
Turtles left of the lane, puts it up on the run, won't go, and he's fouled. With football ending, basketball comes to the forefront. This season, UltimateSportsTalk.com continues coverage of Waynedale girls and boys basketball with every game of the regular season and tournament. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join me Friday, November 25th for the first game of the girls' season at Tesla. Then the following week, the boys open under new head coach Kevin Stacy at Mapleton with the Mounties. Every Waynedale basketball game this season starts November 25th on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, it's 32 nothing here at halftime at Waynedale in the final game of the regular season. Final game for the Bears and, of course, Norway. They've got another game to go to next week. They'll probably be hosting a game next week in the playoffs. But, Tim, you kind of wonder what Adam Endorf will do here in the second half. He's got this one seems to be comfortably in hand. And you don't really want to go in and get somebody hurt heading into the tournament. Uh, it'll be real interesting, Dave, whether he starts to uh, put some of his reserves in and uh, get their starters out in preparation for the playoffs next week. Well, right now it's 32 to nothing, and the Bears will be kicking it off. Now, there's nothing, nothing at the end of one at Wrigley Field in Chicago, game three of the World Series. And everybody can exhale now because Carlos Santana caught a fly ball in left field. That is a surprise. I thought maybe what the Indians would do is put Santana back at third and Ramirez and left. If they wanted to get real crazy, they could have played uh, Santana at first and moved Napoli behind the plate. I don't know if he can catch anymore. I, I think he's, his arm is so shot. I, you, you know, or they could have put Santana behind the plate. They could have. You know, they could have done a lot of creative things, although Santana is kind of like a man with no country. He's a man with no position. And, I, and to be real honest, Dave, even though, uh, you know, you're, you're lacking in uh, offense with Perez, I think they really like the way he handles that pitching staff. They really do. And you never know what they'll do with Jan Gomes next year because Perez, he may be the starting catcher next year. We're set to start the second half of play. 32 nothing. Norwayne and Andy Ford will kick it off. It's a squib kick up the field. It goes into the hands of one of the upbacks for Norwayne, and he'll take it out across the 35 out to the... 39-yard line, and that is where Norway will start. First and 10 here in the second half, and we should have the continuous clock, but again, we're having a congregational meeting between two officials. These guys talk more than a couple of church mice. You know, they might be talking about that new Jack Reacher movie, Dave. They could be. We'll talk about that. I went and saw that. Now the clock will start. It, you know, they could be talking about, like you said last week, how many times we've had different sets of officials and nobody runs the continuous clock the same. We're becoming experts on that. Zollinger drops back, looks deep downfield. He's under a heavy rush. Now he's going to roll out to the left-hand side. He's into the open across the 50 into Waynedale territory to the 40 to the 35, and he'll run out of bounds at about the 31-yard line. That's a 30-yard scamper by Zollinger. They're going to put him right at the 30. Boy, he made something out of nothing. 
a couple of Waynedale defenders put pressure on him, David, but once he got past the line of scrimmage, boy, it was uh, wide open for him. So it's first and ten for Norway at the 30-yard line. And again, I've got to be creative in trying to get all the spots in here in the second half. Norway's huddling up this half. They're going to try to take as much time, I think, as possible in between plays as they've got the sugar huddle going on. The receivers go out wide to their positions, and then the line huddles up. Now they hurry up to the offensive line. Gosser moves over to the left. Zollinger, he's going to throw it over the middle into the end zone, complete to Josh White into the end zone for the score. 30-yard touchdown pass from Zollinger to Josh White. White, his second catch of the night. His first for a touchdown. Third touchdown scoring pass of the evening by Josh White. Or by, excuse me, by Zollinger. And with 10.29 left to go, Beth Graff will come in to attempt the extra point. She puts that one up and drills it right through. So your score with 10.29, it took them just a minute and a half to put the ball into the end zone. Your score here in the third quarter, it's Norway 39, Waynedale nothing. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. Well, Tosado kicks it off. It'll be taken in by Gage Gray at the 10. He's going to run it out to the 15 to the 20, and he's going to be knocked off his feet and down at the 20-yard line after a 10-yard return. So the Bears will start at first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Derek Reber still the quarterback. He's the sophomore. He'll be back next year for the Bears to play quarterback, and you would expect him that he'll be one of one of the guys that Matt Zerker will depend upon during the offseason to be a leader of this team. Reber with Logan Stanley, who's going to be right behind him. He'll be a senior next year. Moves to the left. Spread formation for the Bears out of the pistol. Hand off. Reber right up the middle. It goes to Logan Stanley out to the 25-yard line. Nice hole up the middle. And Stanley carried a couple of Norway Bobcats for a five-yard gain. And it will be second down, five yards to go. Of course, the basketball season will begin on November 25th. Derek Reber again on second and five. Low snap. Fake handoff. It goes over on a pitch out around the left-hand side to Jared Varner. And Varner takes it up to the 29. And he'll be stopped right then and there by Josh White. And right there, Tim, you saw the difference between the strength of the Bears and the strength of the Bobcats. Yeah. 
Varner was totally picked right up and just hurled right down there. There definitely uh, is a, a strength difference there, Dave. So the ball at the 34 will be third in the yard. Chup out wide to the left. Max Lemon wide right. Derek Reber out of the wing formation now. Moves Stanley to the left-hand side. Handoff up the middle. Now a fake handoff, and it goes out to Varner on the pitch out, and he's going to just barely get across the 30 for the first down. So about a yard gain for Jared Varner, and a first down for the Bears, their initial one here in the second half. They're going to mark it right at the 30-yard line, and that's all he had to do was touch the stripe, and it's a first down for the Bears, first and 10. 8.40 and running here in the second half, third quarter. Chup out wide to the left. Max Lemon wide right. Now moving to the right is Stanley. Ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion is Gray. Looking out to the left, and it is almost intercepted by Steiner, and it went right through the hands of Max Lemon and incomplete. The last couple times we've tried that short out, Dave, uh, Norway has been close each time. They're just reading that, almost tempting Reber to make that throw. Reber is thrown an incompletion on his last five passes. And excuse me, that was McCreary who couldn't get that pass. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley, and he's going to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage by Gosser. 7.45 left to go in the third quarter. Boy, if we were going to give away the Lemps Pizza start of the game to somebody on Norway, it'd be Gosser. He's done it on both sides of the ball tonight. He has. So it'll be third down and 12 for the Bears. With 7.25 and running left to go. Reber out of the spread. Trips to the left. Out wide right is Chubb. Gray moving in motion. Reber, pump fake. He's going to throw the ball deep to Jarrett Varner, and he overthrew everybody and incomplete. So another incompletion. Now he's 10 of 20 in the ball game for Reber. He's missed his last six connections in a row. Seven minutes left to go in the third quarter, and the Bears will be forced to punt. You know, Dave, uh, we've been making most of our passes to the outside. We really have not made use of the middle of the field at all, and uh, it has been open several times. You know, we haven't done that for the past few games. We haven't thrown any passes over the middle. Reber is going to punt the ball away from his own 28. Good snap from center. Reber gets a low end-over-end kick that will be taken in at the 43 by Steiner. He takes it across midfield into Waynedale territory and knocked down at the 45-yard line. That's a 28-yard punt by Derek Reber, and a flag is down on the play. It's going to be holding against Norway. So the holding penalty, depending upon, looks like it happened ahead of the play, so they'll mark it back 10 yards from the spot. And that's what it is, holding. He actually got the ball out at about the 40-yard line, so they'll mark it back about 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which appears to be right at the spot of the tackle. But depending upon where they start marking it off at, which is a question mark right now, they're going to start marking it off from the 45, and they'll take it back into Norway territory at the 45-yard line. That's their fourth penalty of the night. So it's first and ten. Norway 
from their own 45-yard line. 6.20 and running left to go in the third quarter. 39-0 Norway. And again, they go with the sugar huddle, and Adam Indorf is starting to put new players in the ballgame. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. And they've got a new quarterback. Handoff up the middle. Goes to Ben Burke. Ben Burke's going to take it into the Waynedale territory. Cuts it to the 40, to the far side, to the 30, to the 25, inside the 20, down inside the 15, and down at about the 13-yard line. 42-yard run for Ben Burke. His first carry of the night. That's quite an average. No kidding. This is a play-by-play announcer's nightmare. Your new quarterback into the ball game. I had a numeric roster here. Here it is. Clay Harvey. Harvey, a sophomore, 5'7", 165-pounder, is now in a quarterback for the Bobcats. Harvey, handoff up the middle to Burke again. Burke spins, fumbled the football, but it goes right to one of the offensive linemen. That's Rohrbaugh. He's going to take it down to the one-yard line. Bryce Rohrbaugh picked up the fumble and took it down to the one-yard line. That's the first fumble of the night by Norway. But they did recover it. And it will be first and goal as they pick up the first down. First and goal from the one-yard line. Already 39-0 Norway. As they do the sugar huddle and they've got the plays on the wristbands and they look over to the sideline. Harvey, the quarterback, diminutive in size, but he hands it off on the inside run to Ben Burke, takes it into the end zone for the score. Burke with his first touchdown of the night. And that makes it 45 to nothing. Norway on top of the Bears with 421 remaining in this third quarter. And Becky Graff, who will wake up tomorrow morning with a sore right leg, comes in to attempt the extra point. 45-0 Norway. Steiner, the holder. Kick is up by Graff, and that one is just inside the left upright and good. 421 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. It is now Norway 46, Waynedale nothing. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m to 7 and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sansi today, 330-830-9760. And Norway will kick it off. It will be taken in by Jared Varner at the 
25-yard line, runs it out across the 30 to the 35-yard line for a 9-yard return, and the Bears will start it off first and 10 from their own 35. Well, Tim, being that this is the last game of the year, the Bears, they've got a lot of work to do during the offseason to try to improve upon what looks like it's going to be a 1-9 and nine record. Yeah, and you mentioned it, Dave. Uh, he's, you know, Logan will be back, and Derek Reber will be back. But unfortunately, uh, football is a team sport, and you know they need a whole lot more than just them to to uh, dedicate themselves and work in the off season. Chase Murphy into the ball game now for the Bears. Jared Varner moves wing left. Reber, he's going to keep the ball on a fake handoff, and he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on a great play by Bryce Rohrbaugh. You know, Rohrbaugh plays with about as much intensity out there on the football field that he does on the basketball floor. He is a good defensive end. And now Waynedale is going to use a timeout with 3.32 left to go in this third quarter of play. We will also. 3.32 left to go in the third. It's now Norway 46, Waynedale nothing. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained, residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock System. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, troyerroof.com. 3.32 3.32 remaining in the third quarter of play. Matt Zerker taking a timeout, his first of the second half. It's 46 to nothing, Wayne Dale, and after that six-yard loss to Derek Reber. Ball goes back to the 30-yard line, and it will be second down and 16 yards to go. Reber with receivers out wide on both sides. Bears going with that wing formation. McCreary out wide left, handoff up the middle that goes to Logan Stanley, and Stanley takes it out across the 30 to the 35, and we've got an altercation going on down on the field between Ty Straits. It's going to be a personal foul, I believe, and that'll be against Ty Straits. I saw that that develop, and I'm not sure if they got the right person to do that because that sure looked like a cut block on Ty. All I know is, Dave, it started to get a little chippy toward the ends of the first half, and it it's going to carry over a little bit now. Right. 15 carries, 48 yards on the night for Logan Stanley, but now it will be third down and call it 25 yards to go. Reber's going to throw the ball over the middle, incomplete. Tried to go to Jarrett Varner, and Jarrett Varner ducked trying to catch that ball because... Quinn Hiles, a sophomore safety, had him targeted if he would have made the catch. So 2.35 left to go in the third quarter at Wrigley Field after two innings of play. No score between the Indians and the Cubs in game number three. Here it's 46-0, and Reber will kick it away from his own 20. Good snap. Takes his time, gets a high end-over-end kick that was almost blocked, and it will be fair caught by Steiner at the 41-yard line. So a 21-yard punt for Derek Reber. And Norwayne starts first and 10 at their 46-yard line. 
and evidently this time, Dave, that we're running the running clock, it does stop on change of possession. Where we've been, <laughs> we've been in some some games this year where it did not stop between change of possession. There are so many different variations of the running clock. You know, it, it seems like it just explains itself, but so many have a different interpretation of it. Some started in the first half. Some started halfway through the third quarter. Some started in between plays. It's just, it's funny. So with the football is Norwayne first and ten. And the quarterback, Clay Harvey, he's going to keep it around the left end across the 45 into the 40-yard line, across the 30, and he'll be run out of bounds inside the 25 down to the 20-yard line. That's a 26-yard run by the quarterback, Clay Harvey. He did a nice job of faking everybody out. He had uh, good blocking out in front, Dave. They pushed Waynedale way down the field, and uh, they maintained their blocks for a long time. You know, for the longest period of time, Tim, the water in Creston must not have been tainted because now the way that these kids grow down there, I'm telling you. I don't know, the water treatment plant's doing something because they're fairly large. They are. These guys are huge. 57 seconds, and now Norway's going to use a timeout. Adam Indorf wants to talk things over, so he, he takes the time out to talk things over. That's the first one that they have used here this evening, but they haven't had to. They're leading it 46 to nothing. You know, it used to be there wasn't that kind of tainting in the water down in Creston, but now they're just, they grow them big down on the farm, like they say in Hoosiers. Uh, they, they really do, Dave. Uh, many of those high school kids look older than I do. Yeah, I know. I remember the running back last year, Jeremy. What was his last name? Jeremy Jeremy Miller. The kid had a beard. I can't even grow a beard. No. No, I would agree, Dave. He looked about 30 years old. You know, I remember when I, well, I'll I'll tell it after this, after this play, when I was doing play-by-play out in Wyoming. Anyway, Harvey hands it off up the middle to Burke, and Burke's going to take it down to the 15-yard line for a gain of five. I was doing Speaking pl- of size, Dave, let me just give you the dimensions of Burke. 42. Well, we'll talk about Burke. Burke is 5'9", uh, not very tall, but is stroking in there at a nice 200 pounds. That's still less than me. 25 seconds left to go. It's second down, five yards to go. Harvey hands it off to Moyer. Moyer around the right hand. I'll check that. That's not Moyer. That is number 10. That's Peyton Hall. And Peyton Hall is going to go into the right corner of the end zone for the score. And Ty Streets is down out of bounds on the right side. And I think he hurt his toe again. But he is up and now running back to the line. 15-yard run by Peyton Hall. He did a nice job tightrope on that sideline, Dave. It was uh, tough to stay in. And Graf will come in to attempt the extra point again with nine seconds to go in this third quarter of play. Snap is high, but Steiner gets it down, and Graf is going to drill it right through for the extra point, and it is now 52 to nothing.
Now 53 to nothing, Norway. And that point means a lot. That could be the difference between a home game and a play and a visiting game next week. You know, I got to tell you, I was doing play-by-play out in Wyoming for three years back in the early 80s, and a kid down in Laramie, and I don't remember his name right now. They had to actually ask for his birth certificate and driver's license number because they did not believe that he was 18 years old. All the schools asked for it. And it, it was a big controversy out there for a season. Now, I'm not saying anything about Norway. It's just that these kids are huge. They, they are. They're big. They must have, you know, instead of lifting weights in the summer, they must go bale hay. They might. They just get everybody together. Okay, this farm today, then the farm next door next week. That's called farm strong, right? I guess. But they just, I mean, they're used to throwing the bales of hay. They've thrown some of the bears around like bales of hay tonight. Nine seconds to go. 53 to nothing. Norway leads it here in the third quarter of play. And Tosato will kick it off. He's just going to let the clock, the clock started. And they're just going to let the clock run down and end the third quarter of play. So that'll do it for the end of the third quarter. When we come back, Norway will kick it off. Your score at the end of three. It is now Norway 53, Waynedale nothing. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Baron. Main Street in Apple Creek. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville. 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Well, Norway will switch ends of the field and kick it off from right to left as the Bears now send Gray back to return this kickoff at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Tosato will kick it off short and it will be taken in by Ben Farrar at the 35-yard line. Check that. Excuse me. That is not Farrar. That was Red Hofaker taking that one in. Well, I'm wrong again. Tyler Motter took that one in. The eyesight seems to be going. And the Bears will have it first and ten at their own 35-yard line. Trying to catch up on some scores here. Still nothing, nothing. The Indians and the Cubs. 28 to 6, Chippewa over Rittman now in the fourth quarter of play. Dalton leading Northwestern 14 to 7 in the fourth quarter. And Hillsdale in the third still leading by two over Smithville 16 to 14. Clock running here in the fourth quarter. Reber, fake handoff, rolls out to the right, looking over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to Matt Zimmerly, but overthrew him. Reber now. 
has thrown his last eight passes incomplete. And the ninth pass that he threw is intercepted. So he has not been on target. He is now 10 for 22 here tonight. As we're under 11 minutes to go in the ball game. 53 to nothing. Reber, handoff off the right-hand side to Logan Stanley across the 40, 45, 50 into Norway territory at the 40. He's going to be cut down inside the 35 and down to the 32-yard line. 23-yard scamper by Logan Stanley down to the 32. He's got 70 yards rushing tonight on 16 carries, trying to go over 100 yards for the second time this year. Handoff up the middle, fake handoff. Reber's going to run the option around the right-hand side, gets it off to... Logan Stanley inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line for a gain of six. Well, Dave, we're always looking for moral victories, and uh, getting a score in the second half would at least do that. Ten minutes to go. Definitely it would. The Bears have now gone seven consecutive quarters without scoring. Stanley behind Reber along with Varner. Hand off to Varner. Off left tackle inside. Across the 25 to the 20. Down near the 15-yard line after a gain of 11. Bears getting a good push on that offensive line now. But then again, Norwayne has got a lot of substitutes in here in the second half. 53-0. Norwayne on top. Varner and Stanley in the backfield. This could be your backfield next year. Reber, handoff up the middle to Varner, off right side, takes it inside the 15, down to the 12. A gain of four yards on the carry for Jared Varner. Now he's got six carries for 30 yards tonight unofficially. And it is second down five from the 12-yard line. Nine minutes exactly left to go in the ballgame. Reber, fake handoff, inside it goes to Stanley. Now inside the 10, down to the 8. Maybe the nine is where they'll spot him. They'll mark him down at the nine after a three-yard game. Dave, this is the area of the field where the Bears just have not been able to finish off, regardless of whether it's against backups or not. When you get this deep into uh, uh, your opponent's territory, you need to be able to finish these drives off. Yeah, it's a thing about, the same thing I say about the Browns. Once they get inside the red zone, they're unable to put the ball in the end zone because their offensive line just isn't that good. And the Bears' offensive line, although they've got some talent there, they're just not strong enough to handle this Norway defensive line. Reber, handoff right up the middle and knocked down off his feet is Logan Stanley. And he'll lose a yard on the carry. So here's the debate, Dave. Do you go for it on fourth down or do you kick the field goal just for moral moral? You just got to go for it. Three At this point in time, I wouldn't think three points means a whole lot. So the Bears out of the spread with 7.56 to go. Reber... On fourth down three, he's going to run the option to the near side. He's going to keep it, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. From ten yards out, Derek Reber takes it in for the score, and it's now 53-6. to Reber with the touchdown scamper. He's now got seven carries, Tim, believe it or not, for negative two yards after that run. And a TD. And a TD. For Derek on the season. That is 
his first rusher, his second rushing touchdown of the year. Placement is down. Andy Ford will kick it up, and it is good with the wind beating him in the teeth. 7.47 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Norway 53, Waynedale 7. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at Clayzac.com, that's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com, to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. Well, the Bears kick it off to after they score with 7.35 left to go in the ball game. Josh White took in a squib kick from Andy Ford, and he downed it at about the 35-yard line. So that's where Norway will start it out near their 35-yard line. And the new quarterback in the ball game is Jacob Hansey. Hansey, a freshman, 5'11", 150 pounds. So Hansey will play quarterback now, and he will look to the back judge, trying to run as much time off the clock as he can, and he'll wait till the back judge puts his hand up in the air. Now Hansey will get the snap, and he'll hand it off around the left-hand side to Peyton Hall. Peyton Hall across the 35, out to the 40, and he's going to be tackled there by Carson Ledford. Ledford grabbed a hold of the jersey, and he was not letting go for anything. He had a hold of that jersey like a rabid dog with a piece of meat. And was not letting it go. Eight yard, make it a seven yard carry for Peyton Hall. If it was the 1970s, Dave, and uh, that Norman player had those tearaway jerseys, that would have been off. That would have been. Remember Greg Pruitt had that? He would lose a full jersey every game. Every game. Six and a half minutes left to go in the ball game. 53-7 Norway. Hansy hands it off up the middle to the first back through. That would be Cohen Haven. Haven, another sophomore. Norway just keeps coming at you with sophomores on this second team. Sophomores and freshmen. Now part of uh, having a, a team that's good year after year is, is as we said, uh, getting these uh, backup players experience so that they are ready to be starters as juniors and seniors. So it's third down and call it a long two yards to go. Hansy, handoff, up the middle, and that one goes to Logan Moyer, and Moyer's going to pick up the first down out near the midfield mark. He's got a gain of eight on the play, 
and he'll be just shy of the 50, but he's got a first down. So if you look at what is happening as far as the region is concerned, if Norway ends up in first, and we're not sure, Fantastic 50 says they're going to drop to third even with a wind in it. That would mean they would play probably Genoa if they do finish first. If they finish third, probably play Columbus Academy. Hansi hands it off around the left-hand side to Colin Gerber. Gerber, a junior, he's going to take it out across the 50 into Waynedale territory and run out of bounds at about the 47-yard line for a gain of three. Five minutes to go in the game. And they would be home now. The question is, like they did last year, Tim, and we talked to some people from Norway up here, are they going to move the game? from Norway like they did last year. They moved it to Orville, but considering they went to Orville earlier this year and got beat week two, their only blemish, why would you move the game? you got a playoff game. Go ahead and play it at home. Hand off up the middle. Norway hands it off to Dominic Roper, another freshman. Dominic Roper is a freshman, 6'1", 210 pounds. A freshman. Drinks a lot of water. Got a lot of water over there. Yeah, Dave, I don't know, you know, if, if, if I was a fan of Norway, you know, it does a couple things. It takes uh, that big gate away from your your, uh, your school. And, um, you know, even though they'd be playing in nearby Orville, man, it's just not quite the same as playing on your home, home field. Yeah, it's not. And, I mean, you know, last year they had the running game going for them with Miller. The field was a mess, but sure, but that plays into your style of play. Pitch out, comes around the right-hand side to Peyton Hall, and Peyton Hall takes it inside the 40. Down to the Waynedale 35, inside there, down to the 33-yard line. Gain of eight yards and another first down for Norway with 3.46 left to go. And what would the final game of the year be at Waynedale without the band holding the concerto throughout the fourth quarter? I love the band, but not when they play throughout the entire fourth quarter. Three and a half minutes left to go. Handoff. Up the middle again as they're just playing rotating running backs now. That looks like looks like Quinn Hiles carrying the football. Check it. That's Haven. Haven takes it inside the 35 down to the 34-yard line. Stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Jacob Hansey, he's 5'11", 150 pounds. He's running the quarterback position. They still go with the spread. And the pistol. Hansy, high snap, pulled down, gets it over on the left-hand side to Moyer. Moyer off right tackle, runs over a tackler inside the 20, down to the 15, and runs over another tackler, and he's down to the 14-yard line. 20-yard gain for Moyer. They're going to spot him right down at the 15. Moyer did not look like he was trying to miss too many people there, Dave. No. He decided right away he was going to just put his head down you got to like that out of a fullback. Nothing, nothing after three in the World Series. Norway, handoff up the middle to Dominic Roper, and Roper's going to be stopped right at the line, right at the 15-yard line. Hey, I wanted to get this in, too. Randy Worrell this morning gave away his 2016 Ranger Awards. All right, one of the things that he said was the best concession stand was Northwestern. I gotta tell you, there is no better concession stand than this one down here that Wayndale's got. I would agree, Dave. We've got some uh, 
open grilling going on every week. We've got pizza in there. You know, I, I really enjoy uh, the items that we have up there in our concessions. It, it's been great. You wait till I see Ranger coming up to the basketball has, has season. He been, has he been to ours? I don't think so. I, he hasn't been to a game this year. Norway takes it down inside the 10, down to the 9-yard line. So when you don't attend the game, how do you know what the I, rankings for the, the concession fair would be? I have no idea. I mean, that would be like us trying to, you know, compare it to, let's say, Worcester now, or Orville. With that in mind, I can't tell you whether Northwestern concession stand is good or bad. We it, didn't play there. Northwestern's got a good concession stand, but it's just not up to par with us. This one. Inside handoff. That goes off to Cohen Haven, and Haven takes it into the end zone from nine yards out for the score. 59 seconds left to go in the game, and it is now 59-7. to Norway leads it, and Graf will come in to attempt the extra point. Graf, they're going to sell out Liniment and Creston tonight for her leg the way that she's been coming in and kicking extra points I think, I think she probably pre- pre- prefers Epsom salt today well she's going to drill that one up and it is good 59 seconds to go in the ball game your score now it is Norwayne 60 and Waynedale 7 the Spidel Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most From the first call, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidell Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. 55 seconds left to go. The kickoff by Tosado, and that's going to be an offside penalty against Norway on the kickoff. So that will knock Norway back five yards. That's one of the few things that they have done tonight. Done wrong tonight. So they'll knock it back to the 35-yard line. Like I said, our next broadcast this year is going to be in four weeks from tonight, November 25th. And the Bears, Lady Bears will be at home taking on Tuslaw. Actually, they'll be on the road, excuse me. They'll be on the road at Tuslaw taking on the Lady Mustangs. And we'll have that game for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you Waynedale basketball. Tosado, again, a low end over end pick that is taken in by one of the upbacks for Waynedale. That was number 12, and again, we've got a number that we have no name for. Last week was number 49, which, by the way, just so you know, last week that was 49 was Connor Spence. This week, number 12, no idea. 
the most famous number 12 that I know of was Joe Namath and Jim Kelly. So we could call him that. I don't think we'll have to call him anymore, though, because there's 44 seconds to go. Chase Murphy out wide to the right-hand side. If I don't get that name in, I'll be criticized for a couple weeks. Hand off Weaver into the ball game. He's going to hand it off on the right-hand side, and that is Connor Spence getting the handoff, and he runs it right back to the line of scrimmage for no gain. Clock continuing to run. 20 seconds to go in the ball game, and that will pretty much do it as the Bears will try to get one more playoff with 14 seconds. They get up to the line of scrimmage. Weaver's going to take the snap. Handoff goes inside. And it is Spence, and he is going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage, clotheslined and dropped. And that'll do it. And your final score here tonight from Waynedale: the Norway Bobcats win it by a final score of 60 to seven. Norway now nine and one on the year, their second consecutive seven and zero Wayne County Athletic League season. While the Bears finish up at one and eight, and they are one and six in conference play. 60-7, to your final score here tonight. Norway on top of it. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ingram. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Depth Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction, Murphy's Promotions, The Apple Creek Drive Through. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Turtles left of the lane, puts it up on the run, won't go, and he's fouled. With football ending, basketball comes to the forefront. This season, UltimateSportsTalk.com continues coverage of Waynedale girls and boys basketball with every game of the regular season and tournament. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join me Friday, November 25th for the first game of the girls' season at Tusla. Then the following week, the boys open under new head coach Kevin Stacy at Mapleton with the Mounties. Every Waynedale basketball game this season starts November 25th on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the Star of the Game Show, brought to you by Lem's Pizza. On the square in Fredericksburg, celebrating 20 years in business. Order now by calling 695-7111. Now let's go back to the field for a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert, back at Wayndale High School, where the Bears end up on the short end of the stick tonight by the final score of 60-7 to to the Norway Bobcats. The Bobcats now 9-1 and on the year. They are now 7-0 and in Wayne County Athletic League. They win the conference championship outright for the second consecutive year. Tim, tell you what, we talked about it at the pregame show. I will say this. I thought for the longest period of time that Hillsdale might have been the best team. Then I thought Northwestern was. But after watching Norway, they are by far heads over everybody else in the conference this year. 
Well, and David, it's really hard to gauge the talent of teams when they uh, play against us. Uh, but the fact that uh, uh, Norway could uh, dismantle and run through our league and really, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's a team that really gave them a game all year long. Um, it does show, I mean, that they can run it, they can pass it. Uh, we we kind of joked about it during the game. They're big and strong on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They really are. And, you know, we said how Fantastic 50 had come out and said that if they, even if they won tonight's game, they weren't going to get many points. They weren't, they didn't get many points over the last two weeks. They played Ritman last week, didn't get many. They beat Waynedale tonight, they're not going to get many points. They may drop to third in the region just because of that. Nonetheless, they're in the playoffs, they're hosting a game. It doesn't matter, as long as you make it, anything can happen. Yeah, and if they drop to third, Dave, you would imagine that some of those higher ranked teams are not going to be happy about having to play them at a number three seed. Rather than uh, if they stayed one, they play uh, a number eight seed. Right. Now, Waynedale, on the other hand, Tim, it was a season where they had trouble on third down all year long. They gave up too many big plays. They were just out-muscled, out-manned by virtually every team that they faced this year, with the exception of maybe Rittman. When you looked at the players out there for Norway tonight, you just saw the disparity in size between the Waynedale players and the Norway players. And when you're that small compared to everybody else, that's where you run into problems. It just doesn't add up to a good mix. No, you know, Dave, um, we had like a perfect storm that made a very difficult year for us. Uh, we were very young. We were low in numbers. Uh, we are very inexperienced. Uh, as you said, not a lot of size. And, you know, sometimes the Wayne County League has two or three teams that are in a similar position, and you can be competitive in those games. But, you know, we said at the very beginning of the year that the league from top to bottom was going to be really, really strong. And aside from us and Rittman, the other teams really separated themselves talent-wise and physicality-wise from us and Rittman. It's just amazing, though, how you, we watch this season – transpire from game one through game ten and the Bears never got anything consistently going at all towards the end of the year I guess you could say that they were able to move the ball with some effectiveness but once they got inside the 20 Tim things just bogged down and they weren't able to get get the ball into the end zone. and, And you know we talked several times this year that uh it was just such a delicate balance. I mean, we just really could not afford really one mistake. And, and if those mistakes would happen, um, a, a very promising drive would end or we would get down inside the 20 and turn the ball over. And uh, we just had such a small margin error of error all year long. We'll take a look at some of the stats and give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game when we return after this timeout. At Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, you can expect a pizza you won't get anywhere else. One of the reasons they're celebrating 20 years in business is they use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. They not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza is open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sunday, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. It's not just a pizza, it's Lem's Pizza. Call 695-7111. Well, your final score here this evening, 60-7. to 
Norway on top of it. It was 13-0 at the end of the first quarter. Then Norway scored another 19 points in the second quarter, added 21 in the third, and another touchdown in the fourth. The Bears went seven consecutive quarters without scoring. That was last week's game against Smithville, and then the first three quarters of this one until they finally got a touchdown with 7.47 left to go in the ballgame on a Derek Reber 10-yard run. Andy Ford added the extra point, and it was good. Now, when you look at the season next year, Tim, the biggest question mark is, and I'm not trying to stir up a hornet's nest here, but will Matt Zerker be back next year or not? Whether or not he is, if it's Matt or if it's somebody else, they've still got to run into the same problems. They've still got to get more players out. They've got to get these kids into the weight room and get them stronger, and they've got to get some talent that is going to emerge from the kids that they've got coming back. And you can tell that some of these kids do have the talent. Yeah, that we've had some uh, very promising individuals, but Dave, just the number of kids that you need to have in a football program to make your program successful, uh, you know, it's going to be real hard to find uh, much level of success when you only have two or three kids that are dedicated to it. Sorry, yeah, um, certainly they need to come together as a group they need to talk and uh, set some goals for next year. And then you mentioned earlier tonight you need to have uh, some of your leaders step forward, uh, not next season, uh, starting tonight, uh, and say, all right, this is what we want to do. And, uh, you know, the kids aren't in control of the coaching situation and who's going to be the coach and who's not, but they are in control of how much they're willing to work, how much they're willing to dedicate to each other. And uh, uh, you need to have uh, next year's leaders step up now and, and, and decide this is – this is the direction we're going to go. Uh, we're going to move forward from here. Absolutely. And when you look at this team, you've got a good car coming back. You've got, you know, Ty Straits is on the offensive line. He can anchor the offensive line, the defensive line. You've got Logan Stanley coming back, a running back and linebacker. You've got Derek Reber, your quarterback, who's going to be there for another couple of years. Jared Varner did an outstanding job. You've got some kids that are coming back. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, the cupboard isn't bare. There's just not enough cans in the cupboard. No, our, our uh, team total as far as players out for football were kind of low. Um, certainly this year, the amount of kids that uh, had playing experience at the varsity level was low. Um, I can say, you know, if there was one positive that came out of it, um, these kids took 10 weeks of being out there on that field every Friday night. And uh, I would dare say that they would tell you to a man they learned a lot. Absolutely. And that's a good thing because that can carry over into next year. Your final score again tonight, 60-7. to We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game. We'll do that right after this final timeout. 2016 marks the 20th year in business for Lem's Pizza. Lem's not only offers the best in pizza, but also subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Lem's Pizza, on the square in Fredericksburg. Open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sundays, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. Order now by calling 695-7111. Tim, all right, it's time to give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game and... Realistically, I mean, we, we thought and thought and thought about this, and finally we came up with the name to give it out to, and we, we've got a few reasons why we're going to give it to. Uh, tonight we're going to give it to Cole Geyser tonight. Um, many times, Dave, you know, uh, you only look at the uh, players that have the ball in their hands all the time, so it's really easy to look at Derek or Logan 
or our receivers uh, when Purdy was healthy. Um, but it's frequently very easy to overlook the guys that are out there just hammering and hammering and hammering every play. And uh, Cole Geiser broke his hand very early in the season, um, played a huge portion of the year with it with a club on it. Um, you know, I can't personally say how it felt, but you know, you got to really admire the fact the kid was out there every play, taking the licks, broken hand, and uh, you know, it's very easy to overlook an effort put in like that through the through the whole season. So Cole Geiser is our Lem's Pizza star of the game tonight, not just for tonight, but for the entire season, like you said, Tim, for playing with that that broken hand, not easy to do, and he wins a large two-item pizza free from Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Tim, I told you it would take us most of the year to get used to doing this, and by the time Week 10 came around, we would be done and over with, and and we would have it finally figured out. I want to thank you for joining us here this year. It's been fun working with you, and I hope you've enjoyed it, because even though the season wasn't what we anticipated, it was still fun to come out and watch these guys play every Friday night. Yeah, I I really appreciate you asking me to do this, Dave, and uh, I'm sure my wife can attest to this. Uh, she's really glad that I can talk to somebody else about football other than her. So uh, for my wife, I, I, I'm sure she thanks you as well. <laughs> well, it's been fun, and we'll see you down the road in basketball. Absolutely. Of course, our next broadcast is coming up on November 25th. That will be Waynedale taking on Tusla, and we'll be bringing you all of the Waynedale girls and boys basketball action this year, as always on UltimateSportsTalk.com. A lot of people to thank for being gracious enough to help us out this year doing these ball games. First of all, to Matt Zerker, to Chris Lapish, to Rich Roth, to John Ritchie, and the entire Waynedale administration for allowing us to come in. And, of course, a big thanks to you for allowing us to come in through your Internet and bring you these games every week. It's really a labor of love to do these ball games. And then again, we want to thank, of course, as we said, our producer, Greg Mitchell, for helping us out with tonight's broadcast. Once again, your final score here tonight. It was Norwayne 60, Waynedale 7. Until next time, for Tim Ebert, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Lem's Pizza, celebrating 20 years in business on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us after each and every game for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. <laughs>